0: We can always start over if we have to. <laughs> yeah, we have the power. Hey, what's going on? This is um, Biker Mike. That is Devin. And we have with us... Our first recurring guest. Reoccurring, very first, Will... Vanilla Will Smith. That's right. I we'll hate s- that you remembered that. <laughs> what's I, what's I, up, Vanilla Will?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel very honored to be the first recurring guest, even if we do bring up the, the worst MMA the nickname worst, in history. Worst, greatest <laughs>
0: nickname <laughs> ever. <laughs> Oh man, I'm never. Live we it will down. not let it die. No,
2: nope. yeah. I don't because blame you. It is kind of a, a cash cow. It is. It's great. It's a joke that never, never loses its luster.
0: No, it won't. It won't until we get canceled, which it's early. I think it's early. We've only done like.
1: It'll early. only help us because we're small potatoes. Yeah, so. give yeah. Give it time. If if give it time.
0: Like I haven't said. I I feel like I've said some relatively heinous shit compared to some people mm-hmm. and I, d- I haven't gotten canceled yet nobody said it's because like, nobody's listening nobody's like we're being shadow banned <laughs> so if you could just go out of your way to please share let's, this just, podcast. let's just be honest nobody important enough to cancel us is listening that's right so if you guys could share a podcast so that we could be canceled i'd really appreciate it share it with people you love people you hate everyone
1: <laughs> are, are you assuming that's how you know you've made it
0: is when people hate you. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, it's it's honestly a decent
2: metric because <laughs> you I'm can't not... be big without having your people that hate you because.
0: Yeah. All we got is love so far. We've yeah. got one guy who reached out to me
1: so and, politely.
0: And so politely, he's like, "Hey, you criticized a book that I um, I really got something out of, and 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 <laughs> honestly, I gave the book a second chance, and I, I realized why I hated it. The guy reading it sounded like a pussy.
1: Oh, you were doing an audiobook.
0: I do audiobooks, and I'm listening to oh, it, yeah. and I'm like. Oh, it's not even what he's saying that I disagree with. It's how it's being presented. Now, if we had a... Um, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy from Hardcore History. Uh, Dan Carlin. Mm-hmm. If Dan Carlin was reading If he had book, read the book, then oh, he would have be, been all over. It it'd be the shit. I'd be like, this is the greatest book ever written. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, that
2: applies to like all books, whether they're yeah, it's like it's, self-help related or not. Yeah. yeah.
1: You, you need to have a decent order read your book mm. if you're doing an audiobook or you read it yourself cuz there is something special about somebody who is presenting their own material because they really understand the mind behind it this is and true. they put the inflection in it that they intend when they're writing it or just having like a, a, a great voice like
2: i just listened to an audiobook read by Tim Curry like he could have been reciting a laundry list or a grocery list i would listen <laughs> to tim curry all day long i don't care what he's Fair talking enough. about
0: yeah I, w- I wish morgan freeman he sounds better. so machiavellian <laughs> No, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Yeah, there's some people, their voice just like, yeah, something about it. Mine, not so much. Kind of nasally, uh, a little bit of a lisp. You don't catch it very often, but no. I catch it. And uh, yeah, so it's just something that I hear. Okay. Now that I've said it, you're going to hear it. So I have a quick question. <sighs> All right. So
1: regarding Tim Curry, when you hear that word, what is the first character to come to mind? Ooh. It's the, it's the dumbest one.
2: It's because it has childhood memory related to it. It's the concierge from Home Alone 2. Oh, snap. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's, it's the dumbest character. It's that or Rooster from Annie. It's, it's one of those two. Mm-hmm.
0: Rooster from Annie, which... Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to... I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, yes, that guy. I'm remembering
1: him like running that credit card... Mm-hmm. In, at the, at the currency desk in the, in the hotel and finding out cards stolen and the evil smile, the yep. <laughs> uh, little light bulb going off over his head. Oh, that shit's epic. It's so good. <laughs> mine, mine was honestly the pirate from, uh, the Muppets. Yes. So good.
0: <laughs> You guys are having a bro but I. I <laughs> you don't know who Tim Curry is? I guess not. Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, th- now that is the complete opposite of what something I would watch. <laughs> <laughs> that is why
1: brother. Well, um, I tell you, I tell you what though, Meatloaf stint in Rocky Horror Horror Picture Show is the fucking shit. Hell yeah! yeah but that's oh, that is meatloaf, so bad. Right? Freaking ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Riding okay. around that stage on a on a mo- motorbike. Like playing 50s rock and roll, like with like an ax sticking out of his head. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Or like, yeah. what, about, what about the 90s Three Musketeers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did Cardinal Richelieu, how do you pronounce his
2: last name? Oh, he did yeah, the yeah, 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 I remember. A, like top tier villain material. Yeah, He yes. play a villain. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, and you said Rooster and I'm like, yeah, Annie, but this. Yeah. yeah well, was he was, he ago. was the
1: clown in It, the first yep. version okay, of that's It.
0: that's another one that I never quite got around to seeing because.
2: It's difficult now that the new one's out.
0: Yeah, I don't, that one always put off to me because Stephen king's such a a, an interesting writer (laughs) yes like and they don't include so much stuff from the books that i'm like is it worth it and i don't want to read the books either because i hear they're quite heinous in a lot of ways they go dark
2: oh super dark Stephen king has this thing where he always makes somehow he manages to tell stories about demonic clowns but people are the bad people like the, the worst things in the book are usually people yeah and i love that about his books yeah, it in particular, like, you couldn't fit it all. Like no, the original it was a mini series rather than a movie and it doesn't scratch the surface because the audiobook is like 52 hours long. <gasps> it's <obscenely laughs> long. The book itself is like this 3 inch thick. Oh, geez. oh, it's it's gargantuan. So there's there's no way you could fit it all. They have to condense it.
0: I've got an idea to stop stop listening to so many podcasts and start listening to books that will teach me how to learn a language. <laughs> I'm like mm? I think I'm listening to too much stuff that I don't know, influences or takes up more time than it needs to. I'm like, I'm going to start learning a language. (laughs) I feel like I would love to learn French. My kids speak it. My dad speaks it. I don't speak it.
2: This is the time to do it. There are so many platforms to learn it on and ways to learn Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever works for you, you can do it.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man. And I understand Latin-based languages to a certain degree and how it kind of branches into a lot of Latin and Spanish Mm -hmm. and Italian and all these things. I'm like, man, there would be so many things i could learn if i could learn a different language but i'm sure i'll get around to it eventually <laughs> i'm sure i will that's always Someday. worked for me too <laughs> yeah, i'll get to it tomorrow yeah so yeah no it's it's been uh okay what were we talking about books listening language language i don't remember where the fuck we were going
2: smooth segue into what we're going to talk about today <laughs> so yeah. smooth
0: so uh you... smoother than the drink that you're that you're drinking oh so much <laughs> the, the the tart the tart and the lime and the slight smoke from the uh, what is it Lafoyg. Lafoyg. Uh, you just say, say it like, like a like a
1: like a Scottish person I
0: can't roll my arm <laughs> and i <I'm> fr- <laughs> <laughs> <Le freug. laughs> that's not and, a
1: quarter cast anyways
0: it's it's a it's quite good it's dangerous because it was I think it's going to well you up on uh,
1: me. what is it called the penicillin it's called the penicillin yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're like we got ourselves you're our mixologist. lefty friend,
0: and you're our mixologist. Love it, best <laughs> title ever. It is good. We actually ran into a mixologist uh, at a well, not a mixologist, a scientist mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. loved mixing drinks.
1: That's So cool. Oh yeah,
0: at the, at the wedding we were at in in Rocky Mountain House, right? Yeah, we went to this wedding, and this guy's like, "I mix drinks and I know stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, do you though? No, he fucking does." I've got half of that down. <laughs> cheers.
1: This, yeah, the, cheers. Well, he, he's a high functioning autistic fellow, hmm. who is a. Like very accomplished, like a scientist. Yeah.
0: Mm. I'm like, so what do you do as a scientist? <clears throat> he's like analyzed da- data more than anything else. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And so we're like, hey, you should check out our podcast.
1: That guy was super fun to talk to though. We, bu- we bumped fun. into him at, at the at the hot tub, at the hotel we were staying at. Turns out he was running the bar at the wedding we were going to. Yeah. So yeah, we, we wound up having fun with him all
0: weekend. So we told him about the podcast and he gave it a slight listen. And so he was like, oh yeah. And he's like, hey, before you had my attention, no, what do you say? Before you had my curiosity, now you have my attention. Django quote. <laughs> yeah, Django quote. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, yeah. Oh, we got to talk. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I get excited when, I hate to say it, actual smart people want to talk to us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's like this. And so we're having these conversations. This guy's fucking stupid smart. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh. And just talking to him about almost anything he has an opinion. I'm like, dude, I want this guy on the cast to make me feel retarded because I think it's important <laughs> to feel dumb. It is. It, it's so important. I was listening to Jordan Peterson's podcast with, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, was
1: it with uh, Verveghi and... and John, uh, John Peugeot. John, yeah, Jonathan Peugeot and Jonathan Verveghi.
0: And these guys were just, they were talking over me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I felt retarded. And I'm like, this is great. And I, uh, some of people are like, why, why, why do you feel good listening to people make you feel dumb? And I'm like, because... I don't know things and I like it. I like knowing that I don't know things because there's room to grow. Yeah.
2: It's hilarious that you bring it up because that feeling is a feeling that I very distinctly remember getting while doing MMA Mm -hmm. with you guys was learning that if you're ever the best fighter in the room, find a different room. That's right. And that applies to being... Around smart people. If you ever feel like you're the smartest person in the room. You're in the wrong room. It, yeah. Find other people. I want to feel like an idiot because it means I have somewhere to go. Yeah. Something better to strive for.
0: Yeah. And and that's, and, and there, if, if you can't find another room, then you need to, you're in the wrong room or you need to start mentoring people and start bringing people mm-hmm. up to your level yeah. because you're, you're just not in the right spot. Yeah. And
1: a few. In all honesty, that's kind of what we're doing with this whole project. Like, we're seriously punching above our weight. Oh, like, yeah, Trying yeah. to do this whole thing. Like, in the podcast space, like, yeah, there's... there's Better funded there, There's people. vapid bullshit in the podcast space, but there is so much good stuff mm. that people are listening to. I mean, like, if we're trying to compete for their attention, we are seriously punching above our weight. Like, yeah. it's a stretch.
0: We need somebody to name drop us, like... I don't know, one of the high, (laughs) high guys to like name drop us, be like, oh, I ran into these guys, they're all right. And I guarantee we'd explode from there. You'd
2: be like a Ben Shapiro, like, I heard these guys, they were pretty cool, they were interesting. Uh, Check out their podcast sometime. (laughs) You you said
0: it as quickly as he (laughs) would. Yeah, (laughs) that was great.
2: That's the best way to do a Ben Shapiro impression. Just Just talk talk so fast, you
1: almost trip over yourself, but not quite. (laughs) See, I, I'd get the impression he'd be like, no, just don't. It's it's, <laughs> All just, right. it's not worth your time. They swear All too much. I've got, I've got a like category. They're, they're going to spoil you. It's like protect your
0: virgin ears, audience. <laughs> I have a category for our for our podcast. It is The Greatest Podcast You Shouldn't Listen To. Now, the category is podcasts You Shouldn't Listen To, and we're right at the top of that list of ones that, I, in my opinion, of the ones you shouldn't listen to, we're it.
2: I know one that compete, this is out of really? my field. There's a podcast and it's become a stage show, I think. And they read, <laughs> they do a live cast reading of erotica written by one of their, f- one of their parents. <laughs> it's so, pain- Oh my gosh! It's so
0: painfully awkward.
1: It, you, you cringe the entire time, but that's the can, joy of it. It is, dude, it is. Bottled. Can you, can you imagine finding like diaries of, Of erotica written (laughs) by your pastor dad, (laughs) and just taking it out and reading it on air. Yeah,
0: I could imagine reading some from your mom.
1: (laughs) It's like the
2: it's like (laughs) the (laughs) twenty first century, like the new century's version of finding your dad's porn mags, but then showing everyone.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, like like, putting them on a display case, except he made it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That's So you have competition genius. in that field. Oh, yeah, I we do. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. That is freaking genius.
0: You see, I do want to get to the point of stage show that we eventually do a haul and, like, That'd have everyone show up and just do an open venue and just have our mics hooked up to whatever the fucking shit. And I, I do look forward see, to getting
1: there. we need to start a cult so we can make people go to it.
0: That's the last one. Just start. Got to get a cult. That's a, right. that's, it, yeah, but, is, but we're not It's turning
1: into my answer for everything. Is start a cult. <laughs> start a cult. It's easier. Like... I need you to got, make I need to make some money in alright. Yeah. Like, this, this whole working for a living thing is bullshit. Yeah, can we can weaponize people's belief
0: against them and then make money off of that? If you would like to join a cult, join a blue collar or email bluecollarphilosophers at gmail dot com. Send us a thousand and bucks and you're in. Send us a thousand dollars. You will be carrying. a grand cardinal wizard dragon master I don't know.
2: <laughs> grand wizard dragonborn there
0: you go. dragonborn <laughs> get, a, get a
2: skyrim reference in there to make it topical
0: that's right <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have to, if, if you're going for like the real money-making cult you have to shoot for young a young male audience so video games
1: are the cl- yeah the but they gotta be one. married because I, I mean or you could just you know become a uh, you know a right-wing uh psychologist and start a cult of personality with young young males, and this is, uh, put, a, put out put a, out a book with rules mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, great rules. Would, would to that? actually
0: do better? <laughs> except <laughs> not make enough money. So
1: there's our transition. There's a segment. All right, there's somebody's
0: a... got a problem with Jordan Peterson, and I am a Jordan Peterson fanboy. I don't like think...
2: okay saying I have a problem with Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I I, take I know it was a, a lot of me. projecting. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I take umbrage with a lot of things that he says. Yeah. And and I sent you guys Umbridge. a video a little Umbridge while ago Umbridge is a fantastic word. I Umbridge. love it so much. All
0: like, right, let's 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 put a premise on the video. The video was by Abigail. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're making an assumption here that everybody listening to this is aware of who the fuck Jordan Peterson is. Right. Anyone who's listening to us has
0: heard us we, talk about it like 30 times. have heard
1: us talk about it, but since we're...
0: And they've all done their research because they're good listeners. And they've all bought his books. They've all... <laughs> Sorry. Have you Um,
1: met? I've (laughs) met some of our listeners. They're not doing that. Man, I'm sitting in the chair across the (laughs) desk and I haven't read (laughs) his (laughs) books. Oh, I've listened to. So we've mentioned him a lot. Like if you've listened to this podcast, he's come up because like you said, you're a fanboy. Oh yeah. And like, I, I like his stuff just fine. Like I, and especially like talking with you, like it's come up, but we've never actually said like for our audience, who is this man and what's his deal? All right. So since we're going to be analyzing okay. his ideology from this perspective of the video you showed us, mm-hmm. yes, we should present it.
0: All right. So Jordan Peterson is an author of three books so far. He has another, well, he probably has more, but three that are well known. Maps of Meaning, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos, and uh, Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life. Mm-hmm. I have listened to two of those books because I'm not a well, reader. W-
1: what are his credentials?
0: He is a um, professor of psychology at the University of Toronto, Correct. and he also was a professor at Harvard, and he actually is from Fairview, Alberta, which is he not was. too far from went here. went to college in Alberta. That's where Harley uh, School is. That is where the Harley School is, and um, his parents still live there, and I don't know why, but when I was passing through there, I, I really hoped that for some reason I was going to run into him at the gas station. I, just, I was like, maybe he's here. I it's fun. I just fantasize. After, after <laughs> learning that he's from
2: Alberta, his accent suddenly makes so much sense because oh, yeah. he's like an aristocratic Albertan. Yes. If such a thing is possible. It's <laughs> like NASA and Alabama in the same sentence. They don't really make yeah. sense,
1: but it fits.
0: You, you know, they're, they're, Have they're y'all been narrow. to space? It's fucking awesome.
1: There's a constellation, <laughs> Urine.
0: <laughs> we still say Uranus. We know it's Uranus, but there's nothing funny about that shit. Uh Yeah. So yeah. so so
1: that's who he is. And he does like book tours. He has a very like, he has got a podcast, he does lecture series on biblical interpretation, mm-hmm. on uh rules for life, self help things. Well, and, I
0: don't think he went into <clears throat> it with a self help ideology. Like, I mean, he was a, clinic, lab- a, he was a clinical
1: it. psychologist
0: with a practice helping people who have yes. selves get better at life so mm-hmm. but th- that's every psychologist then every single psychologist that ever writes every something is a self-help even if it's, did, pretty it's much. a cookbook but it's self-help because you're <laughs> fucking cooking <laughs> every I'm not self-help is not a pejorative <laughs> yes like, i know but a not. lot of people i, I know it, it it's it's n- i know it's not but a lot of people see it as a low um low hanging kind of idea. It's like, oh, self help. Anybody can write one of those. They don't need credentials. No, he's well. If he you a if you look at Maps of Meaning, person.
1: not self-help. That's a philosophy book. Yes. You know, but Yes. I didn't
0: read that one because I hear it's but he's
1: taken the philosophy that he developed with maps of meaning and tried to make more popular level literature so mm-hmm. that people can access it
0: without breaking their brains well people love lists and help themselves people I, love lists you give them a list and they're like okay i don't know what it is people just love them you if, if i see like 10 a list of 10 greatest motorcycles i'm like all right let's take a look i, I love even lists. if you disagree even like, if i disagree still
1: lists are addicting yeah or... hi welcome to
2: watchmojo.com we're counting down the top 10 arnold oh, yeah. schwarzenegger one-liners
0: yes <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> Fourteen million it's horrible. views. Horrible. I feel like an idiot. And <laughs> but you still do it. <laughs> I still watch it. And, and <laughs>
1: yeah. So in some ways, he's a bit of a marketing
2: genius too. So,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Although for anyone who's listening and wondering, Ice that guy, to Kona Frez from The Last Action Hero, is number one.
0: No. <laughs> Getting the chopper is number one. No, no one's ever heard Ice that by. Ice that guy because it's such an unknown movie. It, no, it be. might be the a great movie. It is it freaking awesome. It might be good, I, but it's not. Have you get seen L- Last Action Hero? Yes, I saw it. it so I've good. already forgotten. Just because it's the most popular doesn't mean it's the best.
2: No, like the most pointless you sh- one you should... from from Total Recall. See you at the party, Richter. Has no like is the dumbest. See you at the line. party, yeah, Richter. <laughs> but you know it.
0: You know it. All right, that one I didn't know. But I in all honesty, you
1: should revisit Last Action Hero because I started watching it it's, recently. It's so meta. Like, yeah. It is. It is a great like flip of action hero movie. Like it's its own send up.
0: I mm-hmm. started watching it again, and then I'm like, got caught up, and yeah, I just never quite got around to finishing it. <laughs> I do that. The movie start... is a
2: fine wine. It has aged incredibly well. Really, so oh, well. I
0: have to give it another go.
2: Silent but deadly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ever listen to Austrian Death Machine? Yeah,
1: yeah, you know what we're talking about.
0: He's got he's got liquor oh. in his mouth and he's having a hard time talking. My my
1: favorite thing with Austrian Death Machine was the second album. They had like a second CD that was them doing <laughs> covers of other metal songs, but with that. That like Austrian accent. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like ripping on, like on like uh, Megadeth. Killing is my business, but he's like it's like killing heals my business. But business is good. <laughs> it's, like, it's so good. <laughs> oh,
0: it's so awesome. Sorry, Jordan, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> All right, <laughs> he likes lists. But I digress. <laughs> he likes lists, and and the lists are good. Yeah, And I, I, so, I have a hard time finding a fault with a lot of lists unless you're a, a, a young Earth creationist person, in which case you're going to struggle with lobsters. You're going to struggle with, yes, they talk about lobsters a lot. The first chapter, okay, I did this thing where yeah. I'm like, hey, I just listened to this book. And I'm like, hey, we should listen to this book on the drive that we're doing because we're driving from... Fort St. John to Edmonton, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, we'll listen to this book, and then we'll stop well, at the end got, like, of the chapter. you got like four adults in, four in adult your vehicle dudes with you. And, and we're just like, hey, we'll just listen to this book, and we give our, our, our feedback on it at the end of the chapter. Mm. Halfway into the first chapter, it's three hours in. and <laughs> I don't know. It felt like a long time. And my father-in-law pipes, he's like, is this guy ever going to stop, stop talking? <laughs> It was so long because he goes in depth Mm. of the evolutionary development of lobsters. And it's very good in my opinion. And I don't know, his opinion too, I guess. (laughs) The
1: the thing was like, the rule is like, stand up straight with your shoulders back, like just as a general, a a general way. And Mm -hmm. he was using the evolution of lobsters (laughs) to make his point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So
0: we'll, we'll keep rolling. All right, so he's got rules like this, and I can't find any fault with most of them. Right. So just getting to who he is
1: in general here, he's become massively famous Mm. in the last five, six years. Yep. And
0: Mostly for his opposition of Bill C-16 here in Canada, which is forced... Uh, language laws which make it so you have to... Well, that's what put him on the map. That's what put him on the mm-hmm. map. What, like, that was what put really, him on the map. It really, blew, really, him really up. blew him up. Yeah, it, it, really,
1: it really blew him up, but really he's just become really famous from being on various podcasts like Joe Rogan oh, yes. Lex Friedman. Uh, and, and having his own, going on huge book tours and mm-hmm. having like some really contentious interviews with people on the left. Oh, that BBC interview. That's that's oh, he did of phenomenal. That put me put him on the map for me was seeing mm-hmm. that interview.
0: The thing yeah. is, he was so... He, he, he had tempted to be so cordial in that whole thing Mm. while being attacked now imagine somebody hitting you with a bat and simultaneously like you have great form but if you like just Mm -hmm. trying to be very uh, cordial in it and yeah just it's completely thankless because they're one person in front of the camera and then another person when the cameras or when the camera's off Mm -hmm. and he was having to deal with that yeah so So
1: this is who he is. He's very, very conservative in his stances and belief, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he, he. But he's huge. Like he's right now. He is a cultural touchstone, yeah. definitely. And definitely. like I know, like he's influenced me. He's definitely influenced you, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in a good way. You yeah. know, but he's also very, very polarizing. Like there's a lot, a lot of people that. You know, like I've seen critiques like, oh, he's racist and a bigot and has hurt millions of people and in different things like that, right? It's like he's hes a bit of a lightning rod for, for this stuff. Like
2: we jokingly touched on at the very beginning, I think that is kind of part and parcel with being as big as he is. The wider net you cast, the more detractors you're going to find and the louder yeah. they're going to get because all of a sudden they find other people who dislike that person and they yeah. create their own little in-group of Which creates an somebody. echo chamber
0: yeah. and they just go... A hundred like, You yeah. get a positive feedback loop and all of a sudden I don't just hit, dislike him, I hate mm-hmm. him and want him to die. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So.
2: It's kind of an inevitability of being a large-scale public figure. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So given his... Yeah, but uh, no, one, no one looks at Oprah that way. No one looks at like you can be a large scale figure, and if you're not challenging somebody in a way that makes them hate, you, like hate people, mm-hmm. hate this man. Oh, I know for... plenty of people that hate Oprah. Yeah, the same <laughs> really? part of the part oh, yeah, thing is Oprah I'm indifferent. Is... I do not care. I think I she's an idiot. I am incredibly line. indifferent. I just don't care.
1: But, but. <laughs> You're not caring doesn't stop the fact that lots of people fucking hate her. Yeah, right. and I
2: think that a large part of it is also Oprah has a business that is tailored to be as marketable to as wide an audience as humanly possible. Yeah. In, in many respects, whereas yeah. Peterson isn't doing that. Peterson yeah. definitely has he's, an ideology. He's definitely
1: set a line in the sand.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, he's like the Toronto Maple Leafs. He yeah, no. He, he is like, no one. I, either you like him or you hate him. Nobody's like in the middle. Like I don't care about the Maple Leaf. If you're a hockey fan, if you're a hockey fan, I think I should have preferred. I don't know if that metaphor tracks. See, everyone has an opinion about Toronto.
1: I know everybody sort has an opinion of Toronto, and but most of the time it's hate. But that doesn't have to do with a line in the sand that they've drawn. Yeah. Right. That's just like that's the yeah. metaphor just breaks down. it's, Sorry. it's just not applicable.
0: There's it's... me over in
2: the middle making snow angels on that line because I lo- <laughs> I don't hate or dislike Toronto, but I make fun of them mercilessly. Oh yes, because it's really fun to poke fun at Toronto fans. You, same do with you, Vancouver.
0: Yeah, do you cheer for Edmonton, don't you? I don't cheer for anyone. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just
2: I just make jokes about the ones that are
1: sensitive. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I, agree. I would say a more a more accurate analogy if we're gonna make a sports one would be someone like Connor McGregor. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Who a really has good one. who has undeniable success, but at the same time. Like, is... I think a one-up on that definitely, Brock Lesnar. Or Brock Lesnar. Brock or somebody. Lesnar, like, somebody game. with undeniable success and a very strong personality, but somebody who draws a line in the side and says, essentially, like, this is the line. You cross it. If you step into my territory, we're going to duke it out. I, if I step into your territory, we're going to duke it out. But it is me versus you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And if, if fair combat, mutual respect, but it is oppositional. Yes. But also as a, as a public figure, Conor McGregor tends to be
2: very polarizing. Either you think Conor McGregor is God's gift to fighting or you think that Conor McGregor
1: is a blight on the sport. Yeah. There's not a lot and of overlap. And that's a lot of it because he says, here I am. Mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. <laughs> like it's the yeah. personality.
0: The thing <laughs> is, I, I had a, I had a lot of respect for that guy when he was fighting. Um, could be because he was calling him out in a lot of areas. But this is not an MMA show. Mm-hmm. We haven't done enough on that one. <laughs> Look into the Khabib-McGregor rivalry there, and you will Mm. learn Mm -hmm. things about Khabib you might not have known. To to tie
2: it back to Peterson. Peterson, in a much more articulate and very well-spoken way, also kind of draws a line in the sand in the sense that either you're going to get in with his ideas and, and tuck into that, and great, or you're not, and he doesn't really... Bother giving you much time of not, not that no, he's not aggressive, at all. but he doesn't see the need to reach over no, that line. And no, try to not pull at people. all. Not at all. Yeah, he says what he wants to say, yes, to make the point that he wants to make, and yeah. either you love it or you hate it, and there's not a lot of in the middle.
0: Yeah, that's that. fine, but mm-hmm. he, at no point has he not gone across the line. He, he is a left leaning individual, right. ideologically, he is a left leaning individual in a lot of areas because. He believes in the betterment of people. He believes in, in uh, he, uh, if he was going to vote one direction, he wouldn't be voting Trump. Right. So he would be considered a left-leaning, according to politically well, standing, a left-leaning individual. Let's try to leave
1: politics yes. out of it. Yes. And yes. stick with, <clears throat> let, let's try and stick with the bulk of his actual yes. body of work but what and I'm critiques th- of it.
0: Yes, but what I'm saying is he has often gone across the line. He does not teach – do you think if he was hyper-conservative all the time from the beginning that the University of uh, Toronto and Harvard would have hired him? See, I
2: I think that we're both right. I think that he does have a, a relatively hard line, but I don't think that line bisects left and right. If you have the left and the right, his line is cockeyed at oh, an yes. angle. The okay. line still exists, and he's still firmly on whatever side of the line he's on,
1: Yeah, but that line isn't necessarily... But it he, it he... doesn't map one-to-one with right versus left. Exactly.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. I agree. But there are times where he will reach across. He will have conversations he disagrees oh, with, and oh, 100%. he will... But and he'll he He enjoys it. And he... he will be challenged, and he will change. Look at what he's done when it comes to, if you've done any listening to his stuff, when it comes to dominance hierarchy. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, don't like he got told by a student of his don't say dominance hierarchy. Now, he is a professor. If, If I was a professor of martial arts and somebody told me, don't throw left hooks. And I was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you know? I'm the teacher here. Hmm. Well, I know this is a lot more nuanced than that, where the guy said, stop saying dominance hierarchy because it's not just dominance. It can't be because it's a competency hierarchy. You have to look at it as competency because if you okay. look at it, dominance. We're, we're getting ahead of, uh, okay, of ourselves. Okay, what I'm saying. It's like you two are like jumping at the bit. What I'm getting to is the fact that he will change he mm-hmm. will take opposing views yeah, and he will be challenged
2: barring anyone from crossing yeah. over to his line or and, but, even but extending the like, to the other line the when other when
0: you put a line you're saying i like this okay. is my line that means it can't change and he changes his line very often he has changed the way he sees a lot of things true i am I'm, I'm trying but uh,
1: what we're saying is he is not being he's not mar- like say like oprah he is not creating a general marketable thing that he's trying to right. appeal broadly to no, everybody. Yeah. But that's what the line that's what, change, what, okay. But I don't think Oprah has. Not to say she doesn't have a line. I'm sure she has values. Yeah, but that's not part of her brand. Her brand yeah. isn't. Her brand isn't, her brand isn't values. Her brand is not values. Her brand is have as. as Big Massive as a TV show as possible, and yeah. give away humpback whales. Like, you can... <laughs> sorry, that's the old Dan Cook joke. Bit. But you know, like she wants people to come to her show. She gives yeah. fancy stuff. She, mm-hmm. you know, she wants her magazine show how many puppies she has. Like, yeah. like that's it's different than saying, but you need to fucking be better. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, and I, it's different I than I that.
0: Appreciate, and that's why I appreciate George yeah. Peterson is because he does have a line. He does have yeah. the see. That's what we. Okay. There is a line, and there, right. there's there's
1: a, there's we're meaning that he is All right. <laughs> that he is projecting, right? Yeah. Now, uh, everybody knows if you're listening to this thing that Mike and I are we're on the right side of the spectrum, and we both appreciate this guy. You much more than me. Like I have much more critiques of oh, yeah. various things in him than you do, but at the same time, like. I I listen to most of his stuff. Like, I mean, if you'd look at, at my podcast list or, or what's on my, you
0: know, Audible, you'd be like, oh, this guy's a fanboy. Mm. And he's not. He he listens out of spite. No. <laughs> Just joking. So, I, mean, I, I listen, know you don't. But
2: Joe Rogan will show up on my listen to podcasts relatively regularly. I don't agree with a lot of what Joe Rogan says. Yeah. But Joe Rogan has lots of very interesting and engaging conversations with interesting and engaging
1: people. Yeah, with a I, wide cast of people. Yes. So since he's come off so much, you reached out to us mm-hmm. uh, a little while ago being like, hey, here's a here's a good faith critique of this guy that I think yes. would be interesting if you guys took R- a look at.
0: It. Relatively good faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did come across rather condescending sometimes, but it was as a... Certainly within how do you say uh theatrical attempt. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't like oh I'm gonna bash him real passive aggressively. Right. It's like it was like no, it was just condescending in a way that it's like, say what you're gonna say. Yeah. But knowing seeing now what I've seen, uh Abigail Thorne mm-hmm. is yeah. hyper theatrical. Oh yeah like thespian
2: uh, she She, she was a professional or is a professional thespian i believe she was in a in or directed a play relatively recently anyways Yeah. yeah
1: so anyway like this video it's a it's it's not just a jordan bashing thing it's it's a very specific critique of i guess the general ideology that peterson has right and i found it interesting i agreed and disagreed with a lot of stuff. And there's actually a mm-hmm. lot of points that Abigail made that I was like, oh, <laughs> fair on you. Good point. Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. that, <laughs> you know, Yeah. And, and other things where I would have something to say. So that's kind of the jumping in point of the talk here. It's um, basically looking at this cultural touchstone that is Peterson and taking a look at like, what is this guy's ideology? And is there, is there good critiques of it? I mean, since it's something that has affected us so much, like yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's good to take a look at your own influences and test them. Test your spirits. Even the Bible says it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, know, mm-hmm. you don't just take everything good faith and then regurgitate it like a parrot. No. You need to test what you're consuming. Yeah, if you want to do that, you just start a cult.
0: Yeah, right? Which mm-hmm. we're trying to do. <laughs> Again, a thousand <laughs> bucks. <laughs> Send to it to our <laughs> email.
1: You're in. But if you yeah. want to be an ultra grandmaster, Dragonborn.
0: If you want to be an ultra grandmaster, it's ten thousand. So right, right. <laughs> Michael super- even give
1: you a blowjob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not again, not again. Have you guys ever? Have you guys ever given somebody blowjob for money? No, no, me neither. Me neither. Not for money. <laughs> Oh, I know we're children, <laughs> but it's funny.
1: Ten bucks for a hug. <laughs>
0: Good. Okay. Uh, you just want to call. Oh Ten bucks god. for a hug. No. <laughs> he just wants you to call. He wants to give you a hug and whisper in your ear, "You're a whore now." <laughs> oh All my right. god. All right. So, where were we? Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry um, about that. That's okay. I it's digress. Okay. Oh, that was <laughs> fucking hilarious. I'm
1: doing the Stone <laughs> Cold Sober too. So. <laughs>
0: yeah we're the ones with drinks all right so okay <laughs> sorry I mean, where were we ideology
1: ideology, ideology. This is ideologies. <laughs> all right testing the spirits <laughs> yes tes- testing the spirits so I mean this is an opportunity for a big part of our intellectual formation to be tested with somebody who sees things differently
0: yeah right and and that was something that she brought up multiple times as, as in the video was the um Sorry, my brain jumped ahead like four steps. Sorry about that. All right, something that got brought up in the video that I want to point out is the fact that at one point, uh, Jordan Peterson refers to Marxists as resentful and uh, just angry, Mm -hmm. essentially. And she critiqued him for that, of just assuming that they're Mm -hmm. resentful. And I think he's looking at... The ideology as a whole, not as an individual, because whenever you take somebody in in an interview, individually, you and I disagree. But Mm -hmm. can we get along? 100%. Yes. We can get along. We can have these conversations. Do I see you as resentful? I don't know. But we do know that there are people on the left and the right that are resentful. You look at the way that their life has gone. I have resentments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, But there are people that are, but you're, there's a person who's resentful and have resentments. There's two different things. Yes. Like that's like having an anger. Like, oh, I'm a person who struggles with anger, and you just get frustrated with your kids sometimes. There's another person who gets frustrated with anger, yeah. and they I, punch puppies. I would, I would
1: say I'm legitimately struggling with being a resentful person right now.
0: Okay, well you you cover it very well. <laughs> like it, but when you when he looks at that, he's looking at it as a whole, mm-hmm. not <clears throat> not a, on a one on one. Every single time he has a conversation with somebody one on one, he's very cordial. He's very polite. He gives them an opportunity to speak in in hope that that person will also give him an opportunity to speak. He True. he takes conversations in good faith. And, and I think it's important to do that. I agree. The level of cordiality that he he
2: he exudes is is phenomenal. And I think I think that's part of why I will always spend more time listening to reading or or learning about Jordan Peterson as opposed to say a Ben Shapiro. Is he's infinitely
1: more enjoyable to listen to. Like, truly. That has a lot to do with Shapiro's voice. <laughs> well, yeah. But also just how... He's so laser focused. Is it, is he's, like a, he's like a Mako shark when he's yeah. in an argument mode.
2: But he, he's also intent on being overbearing to whoever he's talking to. Whereas Peterson is not intent on being overbearing as much as he's intent on giving everyone a fair shake. Most of yeah. the time. Like, there's very with how much he speaks publicly, yeah. inevitably he's going to step over people. So I think that oh yeah. the most I've, part... I've
1: definitely seen like little TikTok videos or clips of him come up where I'm like, oh, that's a prickly moment right there. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, when well, you see it's... a flash
0: of anger or-
1: Well, but, I mean, it's not like that guy- that, j- that
0: just happens. It's like those guys out there that like, they poke you, poke you, poke you, poke you, poke you. not you, but just you <laughs> see them poke. And then all of a sudden they're like, turn the camera on. And then all of a sudden they turn the camera on and all of a sudden the guy's poking back. I, don't <laughs> I <think laughs> it think might it's come it's that that pointed.
2: I think it's just a matter of due to the sheer volume of the amount of public speaking that he does and how much of what he says day to day is recorded for other purposes. Can you imagine
1: if every second of your day was recorded?
2: I do Mm. stupid things on a daily basis. And I don't want my entire personality to be molded around the stupid thing that I did when the nine other times I talked, I was perfectly normal. And I think the same applies to him. Although I just want to pause for half a second. No, fucking... Okay, But yeah, I, I would hate <laughs> to have my entire personality boiled down to just the bad moments. And I think yep. that with Shapiro, it's the inverse. They're mostly bad moments of him rolling over people with the occasional things like him talking to Sam Harris, where he's a really respectful and engaging conversationalist. Peterson's the flip side of that. Nine times out of ten, I think he's a really good and engaging
0: debater. Okay, but there's two. there are two sides of Ben Shapiro. Okay, there, let's... <sighs> I can't I, I, I I'm, I'm the, moderating here. I'm I'm I am i i got to do a bit of moderating focus here. In. Just, yeah. give me, let's let's focus in. I don't I just want I, I, I wanna challenge you to listen to his Sunday special when he literally sits down and has conversations with people he disagrees with and the people he agrees with, mm-hmm. where he literally sits and has coffee. Because there's two sides to the guy. There's the debating <laughs> side, which he's very <clears> good <throat> at, and there's the let's sit and have a conversation and it's it's with people he disagrees mm-hmm. with. On no, his Sunday I, special I on the Daily Wire, it, it's quite good, and he can be both. Okay, point made. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Let's moving on. We're back
2: to ideology here. Yeah, I lost my point. Oh, right. Okay, so I think that a big part of it, and I think this is a point, it's hard with, with Abigail Thorne's video, for those of you who didn't get to watch it, I recommend going and watching it. Philosophy what is it Tube. called? It's, uh, the channel is Philosophy Tube on YouTube. The video is The Ideology of Jordan Peterson. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine there's some way you guys can...
1: Yeah, we can probably yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> we can put the link on Facebook page and we can put it in the show description. Perfect. So yeah. people can watch that and then you get a little more context of what we're talking about. Yeah.
2: A lot of what she does being theatrical, there's a lot of visual and narrative kind of subversion. Yeah. Things that she slides in there that she, they would bloat the running time and really make the video boring if she talked about them, but they're there for the taking if you want to. Yeah. And so a thing that she does recurring throughout the video is how people use language, and she used it with the resentment, with Marxist and resentment. And I think there's a, a differentiation between people being resentful about something and people being resentful. Or another example that she used was in one of the cutaways to the lady talking about her niece who was a transgender, as opposed to her niece who is transgender. When you call someone a transgender, you are encompassing, you're implying that the entirety of their form is centralized and exclusively about them being transgender. Which when some re- people do adopt. Some people do, but I think that it's uncharitable to apply that to everyone in the same sense that I think that calling, I, I don't call all right-wingers resentful and you wouldn't call so all Marxists resentful. That's actually, though. that's
1: actually a point that I appreciate. Is there something that sometimes it, com- it, it comes across to me when people talk about their sexuality and it comes across as like, this is like your whole identity. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that, it it bugs me to a degree because I'm like, why would you define yourself solely by one trait and have every interaction that you do be about that? Sometimes it it, it feels to me like it comes across that way. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if it
0: necessarily does. Well, when they, when they make it part of their introduction, it's really difficult to not see it like, as, <laughs> as...
1: That could just be a, a product of the fact that there is like an ideological culture war that is kind of going yeah. on and maybe people are just more punchy about it than than they would otherwise I be. I think it's a big part when you're talking about
2: someone from a from a, an apparently marginalized group, like let's say someone who is trans. Yeah. I would imagine that being trans has to be a big part of their personality, especially if they're any kind of media personality, because that's, that's what the attention is on is their trans experience. Yeah. And to them, it's a big deal because that's probably been a big part of their life. Like for me, I look at the deconstruction of my time in the church and my fading away from religion. That's a big part of my personality to me is that. But that's because it, it was a big thing to me. So a big chunk of my personality is that. And I talk about it a lot. It comes up inordinately often in my just general conversation with friends and family and people that I'm close with. But that isn't all that I am. I'm not just my
0: yeah.
2: my relationship to the church. It just happens to be something
1: that is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So I'm just saying, I appreciate mm-hmm. the point that, you know, even just playing with that language, a transgender or like, it, it's it's still playing in the same ballpark of identifying somebody specifically by one trait mm-hmm. and making that like an idol as opposed to them being them and trying to sort through things yeah. in a nuanced way. Exactly. It's, it's very reductionist. And yeah. so,
2: yeah, that's where I, the resentment and Marxists, I think that a lot is in just how the language is used the notes that aren't played to use the quote from the video.
0: I, I hated that phrase, the notes that aren't played.
1: Yeah. So the I, point, <sighs> the point that Abigail was making at that point was, you know, she, she was talking about Peterson's structural, structural framework, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and saying it's like a narrative and, uh, or it's like music, you mm-hmm. know, like you can derive meaning from music because of what notes are being played. Yeah. But Music isn't just all notes being hit all at once, right? Mm-hmm. You are making selections
3: mm-hmm.
1: based on the context of what other notes are being played around there, and you are creating a story of sound through what notes are being selected or not being selected. Yeah. Like let's say with jazz, right, where jazz is a very deconstructed form of music. Yeah, you know, it's got it's got a backbone. You know, you're playing a riff, or you're playing, you know, in a in a note, you're playing a certain melody. Mm-hmm. And all the musicians are feeling off of each other and improvising.
0: Yeah. Well, think of, for the metalheads out there, Norma (laughs) Norma Jean. Mm -hmm. Do you remember listening to Norma Jean? Vaguely. They they were chaos metal. They were never my thing. No, they were chaos metal. They were like the jazz of metal. There Mm. was just so many notes being played all at once where it was really hard to keep up with. See, that's not my experience with
1: jazz at all. But you
0: don't listen to jazz. I don't listen to jazz. The jazz I have, some of the jazz that I've listened to, some, has been a little chaotic. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like a lot of things going on that if I don't have a tuned ear, it doesn't sound like music to me. It sounds like a little, little bit noise, a little bit of you don't know what you're doing. But uh, it's something to be knowing how to break rules so that you can break them right. And that's what jazz does very well is breaking mm-hmm. rules properly. Yeah.
1: So the points that she was making regarding Peterson is he he has a melody that he plays, Mm -hmm. you know, over and over and over again. And she's saying, it's like, well, why aren't you playing this note? Why aren't you playing that note? And then assuming because he's not playing those, he's creating a subtle message aimed at her, even though his overall melody isn't aimed. I think it's more that she's questioning why those notes aren't being played,
2: especially within the context, I think, of knowing how intelligent Peterson is, that he doesn't bother going deeper and questioning. Like, he talks about the stories and the narratives that drive society as it is, mm-hmm. but then stopping there and not pushing past, why do those narratives exist? Why are those stories there, and why are they the ones that we tend to build our society around? He just stops it. Those are the narratives that society is based on.
0: Well, I think with that, you have to look deeper into his work, not just... A, a, a critique of, uh, of of somebody else critiquing his book, but actually listen to his book. Actually, look at what he's saying directly. Well, it seems like
1: she has. She seemed pretty well versed with his material. So, yes,
0: but she she didn't she didn't talk about hiding things in the fog, which is a phenomenal chapter in the Beyond Rule. Like of the two chapters, chapter two is very earlier in the book. Where uh, I don't remember. I think it's Rule Six when it says, "Do not hide things in the fog." Uh, like uh, aiming single-mindedly at something. Cool. That's great. That's a very simple rule. But not hiding things in the fog is the idea of knowing that there's something out there that you need to pursue and something you need to fix in your life and not hiding it in things so you can trip over it later. And so, I don't know, maybe it's a critique. Maybe I just felt like why was chapter two was the one that she got fixated on? Of his second or third book. It was an offhand comment because she said, Some of these are really
1: good. I really liked this one. And yeah, she was picking one that she identified with yeah. really well. And
0: I did see that she chose to um, uh, impose a lot of her circumstances onto uh, both geographically and psychologically into the way that she's experienced life. She how so? How so? Because uh, she's like, oh, I can't get married. Well, in America you can, and in Canada you can, and most of North American culture, or your Western cultures, trans, straight, gay, whatever, you can get mm-hmm. married in this culture. Maybe not under the eyes of the church in every single one, but you can. In the case so of Britain, she, I think she,
2: she's referencing the fact that she can't get married okay, as a woman.
0: Yes, but she's still imposing something that if she applied it in any other geographical setting not any (laughs) i don't want to impose that on saudi arabia and stuff like that but in most uh settings this could still apply yeah and and so and then when when we're talking about trans well he's talking in a lot of generalities it's like proverbs proverbs doesn't speak in absolute truth it speaks in general truth where these rules and this way of living and these standards generally overall historically are very good. I think that that
2: is part of where she referenced that it's kind of a blanket issue issue issue, issue for my issue. I think it's a blanket problem with self-help is that self-help tends to be over generalized as a genre. Yeah. Not necessarily his work specifically. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of an easy, uh, an easy rut to fall into is that it's just overly generalized. I think when she's referencing, you know, where she's at in, in, in the UK, that it's okay to be upset about like her fixing her own life and following self-help rules from his book or any other book to improve her life are great, but it doesn't necessarily change the society within which she functions to be better. And so I think that's kind of a, I think she's insinuating that there, there's value in pushing further than just bettering oneself for self help, and pushing to change the society within what within which one exists as well, opposed then, to then just going reading, a different one.
0: Then she's reading the wrong book. <laughs> like if she if if you're looking to help yourself and her help grow and all that stuff, this this is a great book. Right. But if you're looking to change society, you need to become. Well, one identify who you are and what you can do to change. The like, do you need to do you, as an individual, need to get into politics? Do you need to get into law? Do you need to get into a point of power where you can be like, okay, now I'm going to change things, for what I see to be better, mm-hmm. and is what I see better, the right action? Yes, we can say this doesn't fix anything in my culture, but do, do, see, that's, that's no more... self help is gonna get you there.
1: To me, the, what you what you just said is what I think better. Actually, better that that's the, to me the most interesting part of the whole conversation is the idea of is your subjective experience based in any kind of objective reality, mm-hmm. which was I think a huge part of her critique. Because Peterson, she was she made a very smart point that Peterson really likes to have his cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. and that's something I've remarked regarding his theological endeavors. Yeah, <clears throat> where. He has very, very like a subjective natured argument, but kind of couches it in being, well, this is obviously, you know, obviously there. It's like, it's objectively there. We just need to discover it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, there's no real objective metric by which he is operating. It's all kind of in the ether and thinking and bouncing it off stuff. Like it's social science is not, you know. That's an art, not not it a is, not a strictly. Uh, the fact that they put the word science
0: in there is just <clears throat> it's, it's decorative. But,
1: but, <laughs> but that but that's his expertise. His expertise is in social science. Yeah, it's psychology. I mean, psychology, like like very broad field. Yeah. No. No computer is just going to look at all my stuff and spit out a Jeez. thing that is Devin. It can't. No. Like it's the, there's True. so many competing elements within, within my psychology, like only, only engaging it subjectively is any help really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can't be, you can't claim object, objectivity. Like when.
0: Then wh- why do, why do we project that onto psychology, then why do we assume that they can, it can have a macrocosm effect as opposed to a microcosm because self-help and, and, and what Jordan Peterson is doing is a microcosm effect. He's looking to make one person at a time better to make a macrocosm I would say as a clinical
1: psychologist, yes, as a public figure. Yeah, I would even say as
2: an author, he does that. I I think you're absolutely right. As an author, he does push for the individual to improve and be better. It's as soon as you look past the books into him being a public figure, then it expands into more of a societal level that he seems to be, whether intentionally or not, uh, I think, trying to affect society. I think before. in a large
1: way, it's unintentional. He's a victim of his own success. I agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly.
0: We all are. We all are. Especially <clears throat> not, here not at the We're multi-billion dollar corporation <laughs> <laughs> that is blue-collar philosophers. Give yeah. us more money. Uh, but I think th- that's a legitimate but critique. Isn't is... that everybody though? Like, look at look at what happens with any athlete that just gets a sliver of 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 attention and fame. It's like I'm going to assume this person knows that they're coming, what they're talking about, because they're very good at this one thing. <clears throat> so let's let's take a look at a specific example.
1: Like Peterson just got canceled off of Twitter for mm. um, making a tweet about uh, what is that uh, the actor from Juno.
0: Oh, the um, <coughs> Elliot Page.
1: Elliot, yeah. Page.
0: Ellen Page, Elliot Page. Ellen Page, Elliot Page.
1: So, Ellen Page, sorry, Elliot, Elliot Page. <laughs> I'm I'm perfectly fine with using people's chosen names. I I struggle with the pronouns. It's hard. We we spent the majority of our lives viewing them as an actress. Okay, yeah, so
0: does that mean that he won a no? She won a Juno. Okay, let's no, not go there. She won an Academy.
1: <laughs> let's not go there right now. He won an Academy. No, no, back when no,
0: she did. He didn't. No. There's
2: the same person, they're just identifying differently
0: now. I know, but yeah. but under any work that he has done not, nothing has been won. That's that's why the the beauty of
1: they them exists. It's a blanket. <laughs>
0: they yeah.
2: won an
1: Oscar.
0: Either way. So, yeah. he so made an I'm, I'm good joke. I'm good with
1: using people's names. I struggle with the pronouns. So, I'll, yeah. yeah. B- At the moment, I'll just say Elliot Page uh, transitioned from being a woman to a man. Mhm. And has been very open and public about it. Mm-hmm. And Peterson made a comment on Twitter saying that Ellen Page, uh, like... Won an Oscar. Yes. You know, he made a comment about her being a biological woman and made claim that, you know, like it's a criminal thing that the doctor has altered her physicality to...
0: I don't think that was exact. I don't want to misquote. I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> paraphrasing here because <laughs> I don't I'm remember I'm going to quickly it pull exactly. it up while we're it. Okay,
2: okay so we, we we pulled up the tweet here. <clears throat> the original tweet in, in, in question was, Remember when Pride was a sin and Ellen Page just had her breasts removed by a criminal physician?
0: All right, so we need to look up what he meant by criminal physician. I don't
2: know if it was a typo or... Uh, yeah. I know, I'm, I am it had sure. to
0: do with the individual himself, hmm. like the actual doctor had some, some history or whatever. But I mean, even so, like, why bring it up in that
1: context? I feel like
2: Elliot Page as an adult can decide who gets to operate on their body or not, and I don't think the doctor's and credentials okay. really play much of a part in the narrative.
0: Okay, well, let's look at pride as a sin. Uh, the original sin was pride, according to most, uh, scholars. They say that, uh, the pride of Satan was the thing that cast him out of heaven saying most about, oh, I scholars most like most scholars
1: give a shit about the bible <laughs> oh, no. no i
0: talk about biblical scholars all right so when most some it's, it's biblical co- scholars it's a, assume it's a common interpretation common we'll interpretation all right we'll say common interpretation of uh, biblical literature that Satan himself was cast out of heaven because he believed that he deserved the glory that God was getting, and so it was pride. It's the I deserve this. So, and but I mean, you
1: know, e- either way, I mean, pride is commonly re- you know referred to as a vice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> and I, so I, I agree in a lot. A lot of I just parts.
1: understand how that applies to Elliot Page. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure uh, here but, either. Uh, but, yeah, like, so the overall
0: gist of this is, is I think like, it was during Pride Month. It was. It was during June. Yeah. It, it was. So. Again, irrelevant. Well, no, not, not not if, not if everyone's like, no, Pride is the greatest thing ever. And then he's like, remember okay, when Pride was enough. the
1: same. I, I, I see the, I see the correlation.
0: Now okay. Then. All right. Okay. So <laughs> fun during. Fun
2: fact, progressives like to dunk on Pride Month now. We really? Yeah. Because it's basically, it's corporate shill month. How right. many corporations get <laughs> like Christmas? All right, flags hold on, hold like on. Christmas. That's good. Okay,
0: remember your thought because I have a great troll. Hear me out. All right, lay <laughs> it on me. Progressive flag with with every gaudy color they have on it with all lives matter and just watch the just chaos.
1: That's gotta already exist. That's, Fun fact: probably, They do I have the flag. The, the flags have. have gotten substantially more uh, convoluted. Oh, Com- it's
0: complex. Just throw up on a piece of rag and it looks as... I mean, I don't. It's, I, it's I'm, ugly. I'm rude. And moot,
2: it's a flag. All flags are pointless and moot.
0: No, 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 no. Some flags <laughs> have a meaning. Like the Canadian flag. Hey, look, that I represents Canada. I, I, it could hey, be anything. Look, that's Japan. Hey, look, let's the flag could Russia. be a gray
2: square and represent Canada. I, yes, I don't care what's on 100%. it. hundred
0: percent. But if it just looks like a million colors, like I don't. It's know. the function. The
2: function of the Canadian flag is to have the maple leaf, which is kind of a national symbol. It's to have all the points yeah. of the maple leaf to represent all the different uh, the different provinces. Yeah. The function of a pride flag is to represent all. The people who fall into that, yes, umbrella. but it's
0: constantly changing, and it's just
2: because our understanding it's just of it adding is adding
0: and adding and adding. It's like it's at what point you'd be like, We don't need a flag, anyways. anyways sorry,
2: nice little diatribe. <laughs> Not
0: do, you remember, a fan. do you remember your idea? I Not really hope you
1: do. <laughs> I, I want to know. Okay, it was. hold
0: on, Pride. Uh, we were okay, talking so about, so
1: I just wanted to like because this is a sticking point for why for why some people really, really don't like the man or, or where his ideology is a line in the sand, right? Because mm. he made a big thing about mentioning the transition and basically being like, okay, this is a woman. Yeah. He, like that's, he He made it very clear. He named her, yeah. This is a woman. Yeah. And she, very, very, you know, big claim, no, I'm a man. So in... Given that, given that most of his work and most of everything he does is based on it this kind petty. of sub, just, no, just based on him being, working in the subjective space, he is making objective claims. How do we get there? How, how do you get there from being in the space of everything's interpretable?
0: I, because it can be two things. I think that's what what it stems from is the idea that, thung, some things can be interpretable, some things are are meta, some things are more than what they are, but there are objective truths. And to how believe, do you decide? Who
2: who decides what truth is?
0: Well, that's exactly it. Time. I think time determines what truth is, honestly, because for a long time, world was flat. For a long time. Uh,
2: it still is according to some
0: a duck weighs as much as a board and it will float i don't know and, and i can <laughs> jump higher than a barn i yeah so something okay gravity objectively true it is a thing you cannot you could say it, it affects us differently based on our height, based on our geographical location, based on a lot of things. Gravity is an objectively true thing. When it comes to physics, physics are objectively true. and Until
1: so, you get to quantum levels. Then until they, f- <laughs> until they, they fuck us. The trick is but, our understanding of them.
0: But we're, he's talking about objectively true things. A penis is a penis. People who have a penis are stereotypically, generally more masculine. Yeah. Generally hmm Yeah. Like. So,
1: you know, again, that was a question that she brought up. Like, you know, when she talked about her transition mm-hmm. from being, uh, what was, what was the, I don't know, it doesn't matter. From, from being a male to being, to being a female, mm-hmm. like, uh, she talked about passing, about like how people like started to treat her differently, kind of the more she, em- the more she embodied womanness. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
1: as as she acted feminine over time, people treated her right so, as such. Yeah, so she asked this good question like what is it that makes me a woman? Is it how I was born or is it how people experience me? The mm-hmm. like, the phenomenology, you know, aspect of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I that, but, that that's that's a that's an interesting concept and debatable. What is it that defines you? Well, in that to, way. To, to use mike's example of of people who
2: have penises being more masculine as an objective truth so what happens just, when you lose it well i i think his what he's giving I'm as d- d- an example d- 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 is again, really really good general. we have I, I want i look at that and I, I see a statement and i wonder why are people with penises generally more, ma- more masculine how much of it is me having a penis and x y amount of testosterone pumping through my veins how much of that determines the way I act, and how much of it is the way my father acted, my grandfather, oh, yeah, you're, you're, my great grandfather, biological
0: inheritance, right. really.
2: So, how how much of it is based on the narrative, the notes that aren't being played, and how much of it is based on just the fact that I'm a dude?
0: Okay, so there there's many ways to measure that, right? So, there is the uh, influence. People assume just just because, okay, we take the father out of the home completely, right? Mm-hmm. And we surround them with females, one single mother, whatever. Uh, we surround them with feminine teachers because mo- what, is, what is the percentage of female to male teachers in the school systems? I don't know, but I, I know it skews towards women. It skews towards women. So we're talking about a hyper, hyper-feminine influence on men. So wouldn't you believe that the more women you surround a guy with, he's more likely to be uh, more feminine? Where statistically, so, that's not true.
1: So our our culture is producing more women. Then can we just say that, yeah. or at least more women within those areas within within those areas? Like, well, I, w- I would say, but, but even so, I'm saying statistically is, more women are the than culture. Men? Is the culture producing more women by virtue of experience?
0: I don't know. This is where I. But that's. But this is what I'm saying. Is assuming, assuming. With that that if we just took masculinity out of the picture, men would become less masculine it's not the case it's not, not all it's not actually the case the 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 more that a boy is surrounded by women he's actually statistically more likely to to uh, embrace almost a toxic masculinity okay
1: to be more hyper masculine then it's almost like a response yes against...
0: in response to it and it's <coughs> not it's...
1: okay so how do we explain then how there's more and more people that are saying I'm born in the wrong body or I don't I don't feel like a man anymore. But you're just saying the culture is not a good I'm, barometer I'm saying, okay, of that no. because it produces the opposite. Even
0: yes, but I'm just saying you're contradicting no, yourself. No no, 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 I'm not. I'm saying if you surround it, it, it with with the hierarchy with the hierarchy, I'm talking about the influence that are going on them is female. Now, when you surround them with their peer group because your 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 leadership, your teachers your mother your like your 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 hierarchical is not always your greatest influence it is your peers now statistically what are what are the percentage of people that are um what's the best way to put it uh genetically disposed to the idea of uh, or, not the idea, the genetic influence of being transgender. Do you I don't know think what? It's the...
2: necessarily a genetic influence? People who experience gender dys- dysphoria? Yes. What, what is the statistic? Like, what are the numbers? Under 1%. Under
3: yeah,
0: 1%. It's very little. Now, now, could you imagine, if you would, what is the statistic <clears throat> probability of somebody saying that they have gender dysphoria if they know somebody with gender dysphoria?
2: Under 1%? The, yeah.
0: Exponentially even... higher. Unbelievable! Like, if you have a friend that is transgender, you are more likely to be transgender. No, is it just that is, makes perfect is, sense? Is yes, but is it possible if statistically we're looking at one percent? Are you saying one percent of people and one percent of people just happen to be friends, or mm. in a small, tiny, little town, I'm no. saying that they they one influences the other. If one person finds out, well, guess what? Their friend who wasn't all of a sudden is. So now yeah. it's not just one percent. It's it's. Do you know twenty five percent of people? now identify as gender uh, at some level of gender uh, or uh gender fluid i guess would be the best way of putting it where they where they it's a lot higher it used to be one percent but now it's up to 25 percent yeah so and that's why i'm saying it's a cultural
2: yes it is cultural and and this is where i think peterson's objective reality falls apart is that what we define as cultural isn't Really objective, it flows and changes with the culture. So to claim it is an objective experience bedrock, then
1: will flow and change. As exactly. Well. Yeah.
2: That that rising number is. Uh, I would have to know what kind of statistic that is, because to say that one quarter of people don't identify as a singular gender. I mean, anecdotally, I can say that maybe one in a hundred people I know don't identify as a singular gender. So this here, 25% seems astronomical to me. So I have to wonder what kind of questions are being asked. Like, do you th- like I if think they that's, prob- that's probably
1: a statistic poached from a specific spot I, where there's I feel a hot like spot a, or something. But even Seattle.
0: then... <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Even
1: then, though, I think that that is...
0: You
2: referenced peer groups raising the likelihood of someone being transgender or identifying as transgender or, yeah. or any other non-cisgender system. And I think that that is... Absolutely true. Yeah, because it gives people the space within which to do it. It's a weird and interesting thing, and we see it with all forms of of kind of new and emerging science. When we deal with mental health, when we deal with gender, and all these things, and it's intriguing to watch as these numbers rise because it's not only they're rising because they're popular. They're rising because people now feel more comfortable. The likelihood of someone having a friend group where they feel comfortable to come out. as transgender goes up like if you'd have asked me 10 years ago hey will would you be okay wearing heels in public as a gag i would have said no (laughs) i am highly uncomfortable with that because i surround myself with people who are generally like i was surrounding myself with people like you this is not yeah no no it's not a bad from me no
0: i'd make fun of you yeah
2: i was surrounded by (laughs) dude bros and guys and i love them all to pieces and i'm still friends with most of them to this day but because there's a social pressure for me not to break outside of that, that, yep. that fence within which I exist. Now, I, I mean, I don't want to wear heels, but sure. I don't give a crap. Like whatever. It's just shoes, uncomfortable and no. miserable shoes, but shoes. But,
0: but you see, but the thing is you see them as a gag. You, you're you seeing it as a bit. For me,
2: for someone else, they might not be. For someone else, someone could put heels on and be like, wow, my calves look amazing. And, they and would. I feel three they inches. Yeah, would.
0: And, and your buttocks would be like. Yeah, right up there. They like being taller. There's I all these things. I guarantee my ankle would snap. I carry, <laughs> too much, I carry way too much yeah. junk
1: in my trunk, and I got small
2: ankles. Yeah, there. but just, like, for me, it's a joke and, and something that I have no feelings one way or the other about. Yeah. But, I mean, it could be around, like, I, I have vivid memories as a kid of hating. Like, I would get in arguments with my dad because I wouldn't sing with him because my dad loves singing. Yeah. Because my voice was high-pitched. Really? And I thought that made me sound you're like a t- girl. You're a tenor? I'm a tenor. Okay. Huh? And I thought that made me sound like a girl, so I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I was so petrified of sounding anything that isn't incredibly macho.
0: Yeah,
2: but now I exist within a friend circle where nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares that I have a high pitched voice. Nobody cares. If which, which my, would be hard to believe. Listen to I freaking, to you, I freaking you, love singing on falsetto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny because like I talk and my voice is I have I have like good reverb and or timbre, whatever it's called. My that's chest. probably what that's probably what makes your tenor work
1: though. Yeah,
2: that's what I like about it is like. You have someone like a, like a Josh Groban who is a baritone who can hit high notes. And I'm the opposite. I am a tenor who can hit some low notes. It's kind of fun. But anyways, I can't sing to save my life
0: either but way. So, so <laughs> you, you you didn't want to sing with your father because he you, you, you just wanted you to do this. But because of the feminine, you were like, I, I don't want to do this. That's
2: because I now exist in a space where I feel like I'm not going to be judged for it. Yeah. I feel like no one gives a but shit. Isn't,
0: isn't it just, is it, is it just a pure circle? Are you, at the time, you didn't know who you were. Did you really know yourself back then? I
2: didn't know myself, but I thought I did. You thought you did. I thought I. I thought I knew exactly the kind we, of man we, we always I wanted think to we be. know
1: ourselves. I'm going to look back on on current Devin in 20 years and be like, "Oh, what a dipshit!" I know.
0: <laughs> we, we. But we're going to do if if you don't do that, if you don't look back at your younger <clears throat> self, and I'm talking to the not you, yeah, you, but the people listening, if you don't look back at your past self and like. Fuck, he was retarded. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, with <laughs> you like, say with, retarded.
1: with that knowledge, what gives us the right to say something like "boys are boys and girls are girls, and no matter what you've done to your body, you're always going to be a man"? To me. Mm.
0: Be- so th- that I, okay, look all, at what's all happening. This conversation at, look is leading- at what's, all look this conversation the is UK leading right us to now. these kinds of questions. It's look like, how what's... do we make these calls? Because look at what's happening in the UK right now. Okay, no fuck culture. No. Nope. What? No. No. Nope, stop. Just. <laughs> you just you're, asked you're, a question. You're, you're, you're talking. You over. asked a question. I'm giving some more
1: nuance to the question. Uh, but I had an answer. <laughs> Hold okay. on. Okay. Because put a pin in it. Apart. <laughs> apart from being like, well, look what's happening there. Look what's happening there. Just wh- about the philosophy. What. Gives us the ability to make these calls.
0: Now, with that, they've made that call. They've allowed people to make the transition a lot sooner. They have, but hold on. You didn't let me give a chance. Hold on. I'm not going to be changing. I'm not going to be chopping off my dick. It's far too big. It'd be too much work. I can't afford it. Um, It's a joke. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Now, Now, I'm talking about what has happened because I can't speak to it. That's why I'm going to bring up somewhere else that has tried it. They have. They have attempted it in the UK. How so? They have had a uh, transitioning uh, clinic there that they had opened up for adolescents because Mm -hmm. they realized that you cannot transition too late in life because if you do it too late, you're still going to have the bone structure. You're going to have a lot of the... Uh, the hormones and it everything. It does make goes it a lot more that. difficult. It yes. makes it difficult for people to transition. Mm-hmm. So they had a clinic there that has been shut down, and now they're being sued because of the damages. Because these young people that assumed that if you didn't affirm their identity, they were going to do self harm. Well, guess what? They still did self harm. It has done more damage than it done good. Now we have to look at the culture and we have to look at what's happening because if we just disregard it, we're not giving it, we're not giving the devil his due. We're saying, no, don't, don't talk about the things that's already happened. No, I can't. I I know, but I, th-
1: I, I just think that conversation is further downstream from the realm of ideology. Like, yeah. that, that's where my head's, at. But, my but head's the... at. My head's at, what is the philosophy?
0: yes but mm-hmm. the the ideology in practice is the transitioning for so, this, so if you've actually taken the steps to transition the way that these people have, we have to look at the the effects of it, and the effects have not been positive sort of
2: so I, I add the the caveat a because we're looking at one relatively limited sample size because the u k they did have the clinic and the clinic was a failure on the flip side of that UK has, it, it's, it's very difficult in the UK to undergo any kind of not only transitioning, but a limiting u- usage of things like hormone blockers, which aren't transitioning. They are a delaying of your body's uh, uh, efforts to go through puberty and to, yep. and to hit certain milestones uh, uh, growth wise. And it's, I'm trying to think how best to word this. It's tricky to look at because it ends up kind of being circular in the sense that when you look at how we view gender as a rigid set of boxes that people are supposed to fit into as opposed to say just a spectrum of ways in which we act. Cause because gender is I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate. You're this. gonna say fluid, aren't you? No. Okay, it it is fluid. (laughs) uh... Universally, it's fluid. It's not that people, a person is gender fluid. Gender is fluid. And the phrase that I hate so much because it's it's been beaten to death with a very big stick is gender as a social construct. I know I I hate the (laughs) phrase because the phrase has been bastardized so much. But the phrase itself is technically correct because gender is not something that you are it has nothing to do with biology. Gender is a matter of projection. It is a matter. Okay, of... but, but that's so not always here, true.
1: Yeah, I think it I think here true. here is the really
0: where I wanted to go with the conversation. Okay, <laughs> great. Now we're going to get canceled. It's great. It's good. Yeah, you're yeah. you're so no, excited. I'm excited to get canceled. Yeah, it'll <laughs> put us on the map.
1: Yeah, he, he, here is definitely the I think the part where this whole talk about gender and stuff like that gets really interesting. It's like, what are you, and how how do you like what, what is the experience and how, how does that play out on something like as radical as changing body or, or having children change their bodies in order to fit the idea right. that they want to project in their head and stuff like that. Cause like, I, I'll, I'll admit, even though I've been playing devil's advocate against Mike here for yeah, some of this stuff. Yeah, you fucking
0: have. <laughs> it's well, <laughs> fine. I, I need that and I do appreciate it. I honestly <laughs> do. Otherwise I just get in an echo chamber and I don't want to be that.
1: So I'll say I'm very conservative in this way. Like, this is something that, like, I know you'll just straight up disagree with me on, but oh, find out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe fuck, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, find I, shouldn't out. <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't assume, I, I shouldn't assume.
0: Look at those shoulders. You don't want to fuck yeah. around with him.
1: But I will say like, if you're born a male, you're always a male. If you're born a female, you're always. hear about a female and the idea that i feel like i'm like for me to say i feel like i am the wrong gender inside my body or my body doesn't match Mm -hmm. what i am like to me it seems like like uh it's very platonic right like plato He, he says like, you know, there is, there is the platonic ideal of everything. Like there is something that is, that embodies the essence of rabbit. Mm -hmm. There is something that embodies the essence of chair. There is something that embodies the essence of male or female or things like that. And the ideal of that can never be achieved in, in physicality. It's, it's an ideal. Right. Right. So it's, it's separating, it's separating an ideal from physicality. And... When I hear people talk about this fluidity of gender or of what I am or what I want to project to be, I feel like it's being stuck in dividing body and mind in in a way that I, I just I just don't get. Because like, well, I mean, one, there is no ideal of feminine. Like, there's just you. In in all the various different things you like and don't or and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like I can't I, no matter what, even if I wanted to be a female with all of my heart and I went through all of the stuff, I can never 100% fully achieve that ideal of woman or feminine. I like, even if I like the, the, the person in, in the video that that it showed me, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's a chick <laughs> straight up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But even Abigail will never properly know even what it's like to possibly be the progenitor of like of a of a yeah. person right like that's that's something that is fundamentally withheld because yeah. of the physicality mm-hmm. in the same way somebody who's a who began life as a woman transitions to a male will never know what it's like to be the seed bearer like it's it's an it's an impossibility true I think and that's so likely something that they have to live with is the fact that no matter what they do, there's a portion of the experience. There's that, a portion. Of the, exactly. There's a portion of the experience that's withheld. Yeah. Right. Because there's so there's always a portion of the experience that is tied to how you began. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm like, why are you going through all of this stuff? I, I, it's, 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 a, it's a weird dysphoria, right? To me, when you could just be like. I'm cross-dressing, straight up. Fuck the system. <laughs> you right. know, like, I'm, why do you, why, you know, th- those cultural norms, I can understand deconstructing, breaking down, doing what you want. But the idea when you're like, no, I am this. I'm like, no, you're not. And you can sure. never, f- and you can never fully be. Just like, I can never fully understand what it's like to be Will, mm-hmm. no matter what. If you took, you know, like, it, I I, yeah, I, I I can't. If, if I you could bottle up my experience, if make could, a
2: whole YouTube series on what it was like to be Will.
1: Yeah. If you could have the best computer on the fucking planet
3: mm-hmm.
1: and digitally comprise your whole brain, every every electronic impulse and stuff like mm-hmm. that you had, and put it in a disc and insert it into my head, like like that movie Altered Carbon. Yep.
0: It's a great show. It's it a is. good one. I yeah.
1: enjoyed it. Um, your experience would change mm-hmm. because you're in me. Mm-hmm. And so you can't, like, and so my body would, you know, it would, it would, it would alter. It would alter that part, yes. right? Well, like, so even, like even in, in, that, in that, in that, yeah, in that show, I mean, they're, they're like swapping, like, you know, identities into women, into kids, something mm-hmm. like that. You just, you take the thing that's you and you put it in there. And that's like, that to me, that's almost like what this idea of transgenderism is like, is taking this thing that is you and trying to find the right shell for it to be in. Right. But so that is just never going to be. It's a fantasy. It's a lot to unpack. <laughs>
3: I'm
2: woefully in in well none, none of us none of us are yeah in that I, same as, boat either. As a as a cisgender dude, there's as you say, there's a there's a piece of that that I'm not going to fully comprehend their experiences that I I can't
1: tap into. So, well, I mean, even as you know, like as a cisgender guy, yeah, we can't do that. Even as a transgender person, they couldn't do that. Yeah. Like you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the best I can to try and to try
2: and break down a couple of things. I'm gonna start with language is the first one. It's something I've harped on on my podcast with uh, with my dad as well, the Will and Dave Show. Check it out on YouTube. Um, <laughs> hey, you actually plugged it this <laughs> time. Know, hey, I, I, right I on. Plunged. Good for you. I've been waiting for the right <laughs> moment say, to say, do it. Say it loud, say it proud. Will and Dave <laughs> Show on YouTube. We're actually technically not a podcast right now. We're taking a break from that. We're just focusing on streaming but it's functionally a podcast. Good it's just for you. on YouTube and Facebook. Right on. Anyways, it's something that we've talked about a couple of times is the functionality of language around talking about transgender issues because there tends to be a lot of word soup that gets gooped in there and all yeah. gets muddled together. And so I feel like there's a couple of things I want to clarify before we get into this this portion of the discussion. Okay. The first being the differentiation between a person's gender and a person's sex. That's why I use the term social construct when I refer to gender is because I'm very specifically putting gender in the box of... That is what you are projecting as, as your... That's the, your pl- that's the platonic ideal. Yeah, that's what you're projecting to society, what you want to be viewed as, not necessarily what you biologically are. Yeah. And in that regard, this is my personal and subjective opinion of it, is I don't give a shit. I don't give a crap whether you want to wear dresses or not, you want to look effeminate or just, not. Now, just I don't will, be an asshole. I will say
1: I actually agree with that mm-hmm. to the point of fully formed adults. Yes. I, and I, I I struggle with the idea of kids, man. This is where... It's like so hard. This is where objective reality... Well, kids and the don't even know reality, when they
0: should go to bed. Like, why are we supposed to... But why, the
2: question I always come back to is, I don't think there is an objective reality as to how a kid should dress or act in terms of relation to a specific gender. I think the kids should be kids. That's, that's not that, true. You don't yes, actually no. believe that. What do you mean? The, well, the kids
0: should you, be kids. hundred percent with you on that. Yes, but you don't believe I'm that there's specific, a way that i was specifically act.
1: talking about like transitioning. No, I think. Okay, kids... no,
0: but when when kids should you 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 think you believe that there's a ways that kids shouldn't act. Kids should not act sexually before the time. Oh, yeah. Kids should not hit children. Oh, yeah. unnecessarily. But I, I, kids I mean, should not. The, I'm just
2: saying. I'm talking gender, are... not sexuality and not sex. I'm talking gender. I don't care what clothes a kid wears. If a if a kid who happens to have a penis likes wearing tutus and playing with Barbies, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. Play with the toys you want to play with, wear the clothes you want to wear. But I think that imposing any kind of gender, gender label on them is unnecessary.
0: But what about parents who do the opposite? Who they want their children to, it, I to think project... No, no, hold on. That want their children project some type of minority or sexual thing. Because I know of, I've heard yeah. of, and seen videos of these parents. Like, my oh, mom wants to be part of a... My mom wants me part of a minority sexual thing.
2: Tell me, tell me if this sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. my My dad is really pushing me to be the best football player on the team. Or it's it, it's the stereotypical it, yes. It's the it's same. Sa- it
0: sounds familiar, it's, but it's I don't a, know yeah, anyone. <laughs>
2: it's a new flavor of a same problem of parents pushing their children into a specific lane for whatever reason. Whether yeah. it's they're projecting their own insecurities, whether it's a drive to see their kids succeed in an area that they couldn't,
0: whatever or their, their parents wanting to be portrayed as hyper-progressive. Yeah. Right. So, Hey, my kid's you, using them as a, as a token as a token yeah. is yeah. horrible. It I really it. is. Let your kids be your kids. Yeah. And
2: I think that it's, I, I put it in the exact same box as people doing it with sports, doing it with gender, doing it with wearing expensive clothing, anything that you're using your kid as a token thing for, to try and win social brownie points, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't, I don't care what the, the flavor it is. I think it's yeah. a garbage meal. Yeah. Um, so in terms of gender and and how a kid projects in terms of their clothing, whether it's masculine or feminine, I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, when you talk about actual transitioning, you're talking about a child's sex. That's something that is overblown. It's a very niche and very... It's a minority of but, kids but, that actually get access to any yeah. kind of clinical But So, so I'll, I'll
1: I'll agree with that. Been in very limited numbers. My my only still, my I guess my many, only how many re- kids? My how only re- kids okay. rebuttal to that is, I'm just trying to fall. I'm trying to follow the idea to its logical, like to its right. to its logical conclusion of, like, if you're going to if you're going to allow this, where does the line stop and ha- and how do you find it? That same.
2: Where's the line <clears throat> stop applies to I mean, everything in society? Like I don't I don't declassify a kids' ability to have access to because cause some children, it's a yeah. very, very small minority. Yeah. Some people before the age of 18, when they can make their own informed consent as to what to do with their body in the hands of a doctor, need access to chemical or surgical transition because of the level of body dysmorphia. It is an incredibly tiny minority. I'm not going to let that minority dictate how I feel about the entirety of the spect- that entirety of that group in the same sense I don't allow the minority of people who allow their kids to get access to their gun cabinet and shoot somebody well, to influence firearms registration across the country.
0: Well, hold on, registration or okay. firearms. <laughs> that's, that's, that's getting that's... too
2: take take the metaphor of very service <laughs> right. value. We won't get right. too deep into that.
0: Well, no, okay. So what do you do when uh, let's say women, women in general, change their transition from 18 to 25? They're not the fucking same person. No. They are very different. They grow differently mentally, Mm -hmm. uh, hormonally, uh, psychologically. They grow. They are not the same person. So you are blessed if you find a woman that stays relatively the same between 20 and 25. But at the same time, they're not. Because they are discovering their brains are not. Yeah, exactly. It's not an offense. It's
1: just exactly. So we tend to do it between twenty-three and thirty. But then uh, your body, your body changes, and and you change with it. Mm -hmm. And that that applies too to transitioning. Like when your body changes, you legitimately change with it. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to deny that. But what I'm saying is, when you're saying no, I am woman. You're not getting there because you're being, you, you, no matter what you're withheld from an element of the experience, and like the most beautiful element of the experience. So when it comes to this idea of, of the plethora of, of gender and sex and stuff like that and and where it exists on the spectrum, it's like, why can't you just within the roll of the dice of how you're born experiment rather than change trying to change biology in a fruitless attempt? Why do people need tattoos? piercings or any
2: permanent form of but, modification to their body to yeah. feel more but comfortable. Before
0: before but I, I've before got a skull on my Mentally hand. ready. My kid, my kid will see a tattoo yeah. and be like, "Hey, that's freaking cool." I'm like, fucking get her." Yeah, but when they He's hit 18, 10. it's their call to decide whether yes, they get a tattoo at, or not. Yes, at 18. Yeah. But at mm-hmm. 10 years old, yeah, and, it's and not that's his fine. Call. It's a very
1: if, rare. If you're finding but somebody that's willing happens. to do it if you want to do it, okay. I guess it's just at the point where it's like no, I'm a woman. <laughs> like th- th- that, I guess so that, again, that argument of like, no, I am this. It's. We're,
2: we're going to get to that. So I'll get to that. I quickly want to address.
0: Yes. The, the The very
2: extreme minority of kids get yes. access to any kind of actual gender reaffirming surgery or treatment. Yeah. In the terms of psychological, I'm not counting psychological. I mean like, like met, uh, uh chemical treatment. They're a very tiny minority yep. and most of them shouldn't be getting it because most doctors wouldn't give it to them. The majority of doctors won't give anything beyond puberty blockers to anyone under the age of 18 yeah. without extreme extenuating circumstances.
0: Well, I wouldn't even call it that extreme lately with what's going on in the States, but we're not in the States, I guess. So yeah, we're kinda...
2: it's it's a very small minority. So I'm trying not to, to blanket how children are treating or how parents or doctors are treating uh, uh, the transgender experience for kids. I say say kids, anyone under the age of 18. Yeah. The majority of them are being told, hey, we're going to put you in line with a therapist. And if it's a more extreme case, maybe you'll get puberty blockers.
0: What do you do with the uh, psychology today that says that you are not allowed to do anything but affirm uh, their their experience or what their opposed experience is? They're literally being forced. Psychologists are being forced to affirm everything that people say. Because they should. Should they? Maybe they're wrong. Because, because what's the... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe are, are, you're wrong. But it doesn't matter. But, but you shouldn't affirm somebody if they're wrong. Take, t- but Hear me out. If I'm wrong, you should... But it's not, Devin but it's not wrong. Devin should fucking tell
2: me. You should... No. A, per, a person's but, gender doesn't have to be but, wrong. That's the point. Is that it's... It's... It's nothing. It, it is not it right is, or it wrong. It is not nothing. It is. Gender is nothing. Gender is nothing but a projection of how we want to be perceived by people. It but is the, no more okay, important if than that how were the your case, hair or your clothes. If
0: that were the case, then then gender and sex, like, okay, they would have no effect in nature. We wouldn't be able to measure it in nature. We could look at a uh, a, a male chimp. I, hypothetically right. we can look at a male chimp and we can look at a female chimp and we can see that they will not they will treat a rock as two things one a female will treat it like a baby or wouldn't or a male would treat it like a weapon okay they can measure it in nature males they can measure they can, they can measure, measure a uh, yes but they can measure on a dramatic scale thank god we're not chimps then yes but i'm just saying we're kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're pretty damn close <laughs> we're, we are quite close and and they can actually see it in nature where this is an effect this is happening they that, can see fine. the masculine they can see the weaponization of 99 so people the, people the body, body identifies behavior.
2: transgender. The majority of us do fall, do fit within at least some level of that stereotype. Like, then
0: why are we trying to project a a a a mass influence or a mass thing on a minority of like I, we're trying to to want to be p- like everyone's special, so everyone gets this.
2: Everyone is special. We're all. We're all.
0: We're all fucking butterflies. I don't that, feel like I'm special.
2: <laughs> you're a snowflake. You are unique, just like everyone else. <laughs> That's right. It's. I I like to look at it less as we're requiring everybody to, to be a certain way and more as we are giving everyone the opportunity to be whatever it is they want to be. It's not a forcing of everyone into a different box. It is a... Breaking down or widening of the box. Yeah, but, but it's an enforced breaking down but or widening of the box.
0: Sometimes we're wrong.
2: Sometimes we are. Sometimes we don't lock and our we, guns up properly and, and people get access to them that they shouldn't. Some people yes. do stupid things and, and we can't perfectly protect everyone from that.
0: No, but we need to admit that, hey, we don't know what we're doing. That's why, okay, let's say, okay, let's say hypothetically, one of my kids decides, hey, I'm a girl or hey, mm-hmm. I'm a boy, whichever direction they feel like mm-hmm. going and honestly i love them more than anything and because i love them i would say the science isn't there yet <laughs> let's fucking hold off on this and most of the time they'd grow out of it cuz the science isn't there they don't know what they're doing do you know what do you know what uh um estrogen does to a male body yes cancer it can no 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 it it does cancer it can no, Ooh, too it much does. orange juice does that too. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying.
2: Too much anything does that.
0: Yes, but they know for a fact if you give a male body too much estrogen, it gives S- you cancer. So
2: don't give it too much estrogen.
0: But even give it the that, right amount of estrogen. It, but they don't know what that number is.
2: But, but we, but we,
0: we no, do. No, they don't.
2: That's why we can administer it safely. That's no, why the, it's, it
0: hasn't been done safely. What? No, it hasn't. They don't who have, have a, a number. they have transitioned and have died of old age
2: from science that's 50 years old and it's only gotten better since then. No. Yes, too much. It, this is the same kind of argument that says that too much soy ups the amount of estrogen in your body and can affect... It does. But it's, it's, <laughs> but it's the wrong kind of estrogen. Yeah. Yes. Like on a chemical level, estrogen that you find in soy is not the same hormonal estrogens in your body. They are not the same thing and do not do the same things to your body. No. But people look at it as like, estrogen? Estrogen? Yeah. No. Uh, anyways, to, to move... I want to. I want to get back here.
0: I'm just saying, I, if I love my kids, I'm going to wait it out. We're gonna wait. We're gonna see. We're gonna look, and we'll like actually talk about it and say, "Hey, why do you, why do you feel this way?"
2: This is one of those difficult moments where it's super I difficult. <laughs> it's difficult for me as someone who <laughs> wants to criticize what you're saying, but not want you to take it personally because I don't want you to take it personally.
0: Oh, I'd never take anything personal. Well, my I do, view but I
2: looking don't. at that is, where you say the science isn't there, let's hold off. I look at it as the science isn't there. Dress how the fuck you want to dress. I mean, if, yeah, if it's you want Yeah, but
0: it's not, okay, what is, then we got to look at yeah, Matt sorry. Walsh's, sorry, I don't want to just I, hijack it. But Matt same, Walsh is another
2: topic because I hate, hate his guts. Yes, Certain you can hate I him as with. much. I hate Matt uh, Walsh's yes, guts. Yes, because
0: he's hyper satirical, and I, I, ha, I take issue with him a lot. And I've listened to a yeah. podcast for a lot of time, long time, and I stopped listening because I'm mm. like, dude, j- j- I don't know what you mean when you speak. With that being said, does wearing a dress make you a fucking woman? No, it makes you feminine. No, it, just, it makes it's, you it's look it's feminine, a, theoretically. It is a culturally feminine thing to do. Yeah,
2: which is subjective, because it changes. But it, that doesn't make fluxes. you a woman. No, it doesn't. So this is where we get into sex. So when we talk about gender, feminine, masculine, etc., and we talk about sex, male, female, etc., there's a lot of you can't really change whether you were born male or female. You can't change the makeup of your chromosomes. That's the roll of the dice. Yeah. We can change your hormones. We can change how much, you know, hair your body pumps out, how your bone density is growing, not necessarily changing it in, in where it's at. As far as I know, muscle density, testosterone, all these things are malleable. That's all the beauty of modern science is we can, we can, we can fuck with those dials. But even our understanding of sex as male and female is broadening we've realized that it's not a binary what we thought was a binary 20 30 years ago isn't so intersex is another word that i see gets slung around a lot and not used appropriately which is frustrating because intersex mm-hmm. has a very specific function of people who aren't just male or female those are two spots on the board of or of chromosomal uh, uh bingo or whatever that people tend to land on the majority of the
1: time.
3: Yeah.
2: But I mean, and a,
1: really is the fundamental, like building blocks of our evolutionary right. progress, right? It's procreation.
2: Yeah. But we've found that there's lots of points in between those points that people tend to land on. And a lot of the time we never notice it because they're very small shifts. You know, it might be, I want to be clear. These are all just silly examples that are easy to grab onto, not meant to denigrate anyone, but you might see mm-hmm. a woman with a mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've a, I've yeah. yeah, I've seen it. I've
0: been to Ukraine. I've seen it. And like there's just a possibility that, that a her
2: chromosomes are aligned in a certain way that has her as it intersects. She's not male or female. She is somewhere within that that middle ground. Her, her, her chromosomes have landed somewhere yeah. differently. And the more we learn about it, the more we realize that it is not a spectrum so much, but it is not just a clear A or B with a very, very rare X yeah. off to the
1: side. I guess, so... In, in trying to sort out where things land on that, mm-hmm. on, on that spectrum there, like I still do see a clear line there of whether or not your body is ordered towards right. like. Are you the female mm, plug or the male yeah, plug? Well, Which yep. one do you get to be? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like, but I mean. It even, helps. And, and, <laughs> it, is your body generally ordered mm-hmm. towards having children or, yeah. Or uh, inseminating. And and that's a valid thing. And I think that's
2: something that anyone who... Any transgender person has to grapple with is the fact that they're going to be missing a part of that experience. But I don't think that the missing that part of the experience should exclude them from everything else that comes along with that. If I wanted to not only wear a dress, but to take chemicals that change the complexion of my skin, if I wanted to get surgery that reduced you
1: know, how harsh
2: the the bone density, like the the bony protrusion of my forehead is. So how does
1: that work with like dating and stuff like that when you're trying to be, when you're trying to like be...
0: I I don't I don't want to think. Honest and earnest.
2: Uh, I just started seeing somebody. Okay. So like the very...
0: I only ask, I'm not, I'm not trying to rip on you, but yeah. I couldn't imagine being your age and thinking about dating again. I'm like, fuck it. No, nah, well, I just need to go I'm,
1: masturbate I mean, and just call it good. Admittedly, I'm kind of in a lucky position <laughs> as. See, I, would you, would you go monogamy, or would you go the Andrew Tate way, where you're just like banging everything, and you have a oh, harem. God. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, you so
2: know what? I, you I, want I to throw the just podcast, that's great. Fire. that little
1: word is going to get you onto so many
2: people's radar.
1: It's great. No,
0: you. no, we've been <laughs> no. shadow banned. We ain't getting nowhere oh, unless God. these people start sharing our sorry. shit. Sorry, he, he's
1: okay. popped up on so much of my shit. I'm so sick yeah. of it. Yeah, I know.
0: Who is it? I'm
1: Andrew
2: Tate. Don't Google him, please. Don't Goals- give him the time of day. Th- Anyways. I, I we'll we'll this, do that one off air. Yeah. Okay, fucking. Okay. Off <laughs> air. I exist in this lucky little space where, again, I, I don't like clear cut sexual labels because I view it more as kind of like a spectrum of yeah. anything yeah, yeah. in between. Technically, I qualify as pansexual, so I don't really care what's between a person's legs too much. I care more about the person okay. as, a, as a whole. So for me, dating in this modern generation, is kind of like moot. I'm like, whatever. If, right. if they take off their pants and there's a wang there, cool. If they take off their pants and there's a vagina there, cool. I don't... I'm you not, don't have a preference. All right. I mean, I, in the sense that <laughs> one day you might prefer beer and the other day you might prefer spirits. I yep. do like them both for their own reasons. And yeah. some yeah. days I may have a preference towards the other. So am, uh,
1: so if you're somebody who, you know, is, is trying to just exist in the world in good faith, mm-hmm. but fundamentally you want kids. Hmm? <laughs> like you know which way that goes. Yeah, fund- fundamentally, you want to have your own children with somebody. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, how how do you how do you go through this modern world with being like, am I going to get attached to somebody, and then find out, you know, because this isn't just addressed mm-hmm. that that's an impossibility. I like, I feel like, like I mean, are you, are you dishonest when you start dating somebody and you're not what they're expecting? If, if I have a drinking problem and I start dating somebody
2: and don't disclose until a year into the relationship, we moved in together that I have a drinking problem. I think it's kind of in a similar vein is that I'm withholding a very big part of my personality, yeah. whether positive or negative, it could have been that I I'd say
1: that's a big part. That's, that's a big thing, but I think that's, that's microscopic <laughs> in the realm of And you're thinking about your legacy. It's tricky because, like, it seems like a huge thing that what a person has between their legs and their
2: ability to reproduce or not seems like a very massive thing to us. Or the fact that that may be unclear to us seems like such a huge deal. Well, because it it has been. Well, it's genetic disposition. Yeah,
0: it's an evolutionary genetic disposition. To deny that is is unbelievably hard. In the same sense that I would be, if I was someone
2: who was looking for a partner. Who didn't want to have kids? Let's say I wanted to live child-free my entire life, and then yeah. I get meet somebody, get married, and we're fifty years old or forty-five years old, and she's like, "I really, I really want to have a kid." Mm-hmm. That's earth-shattering. You have to figure that out as as a couple. If you date somebody for an X amount of time, and they, ha- I'm assuming that you have reasonable communication with your relationship, and they have communicated early in the relationship that, hey. I can never have children, whether it's because they're trans, whether it's because they're infertile, whatever the reason. Yeah. That's something that you have to work through as a couple to figure out: is this what
1: I'm going to do? I mean, I may be in love with them, yeah, but but if, it, they but can't if that is a, if if that is a line in the sand, and somebody catches wind, are you going to be like publicly crucified for it for being a bigot? I don't know. I, mean, I think I I
2: in a perfect world, no, as long as you did it yeah. in a nice way. If you if. If, if I'm dating somebody and they said, hey, well, I'm trans, I can never have kids, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, ew, I didn't sign up to date a trans person, I'm you're pretty disgusting. sure you'd
0: figure that out pretty quick. Cr- well, yeah, but you, I don- but you, the idea yeah. is
2: that how you're reacting to it, I think, has a lot, like right now in a very, well, we're in this kind of transitionary phase between, like, from my point of view, where I see us moving towards a more all-inclusive kind of not really having any boxes that genders have to fit into.
0: That's... It's a pipe
2: sorry. It's a pipe. It's a pipe dream.
0: dream. It is.
2: But as we're in this transitionary period, obviously it's very incendiary. Someone who is insecure in the same sense that if somebody dumps me, I might think it's because they think my penis is small. Even though I may have a perfectly fine penis, they may be perfectly happy with my penis. I may conflate because my insecurity that's why they dumped me. If you dump somebody who is trans because you wanted to have kids and they can't They may conflate that as, you hate me because I'm trans, and they rally all their friends to hate you because you're a transphobe. That is a whole...
0: Like this whole podcast is going to be portrayed as. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Not by you.
2: (laughs) that's, That's an unfortunate situation, and that reflects more on them being insecure about a part of their personality or their body as much on you being transphobic or not. If you break up with somebody because you you realize, hey, I want to have kids and you can't have kids because you're trans, or they, I feel like that's just life. Or they chew, you, they you chew
0: ice. If they chew ice, that's a real deal. That is. That a, is. That is awful. Fucking get out of here.
2: As long as I can do it quietly, I don't really care. As long as I don't have to hear it.
0: But yeah, some people, they, they're, they're going to grab this projection of, hey, you reject me because of this one thing. Yeah. It's like, no, you fucking chew ice. Yeah. Or, or just there's something else and they, they grab a hold of this one thing that they they think it is. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, this is it. And, and it's like, no, you told me you were a girl, and I saw yeah. a penis when you pull your pants. And it's, I, it, for I, me, it's a bit of a deal breaker.
2: Yeah, for me, a person <laughs> telling me they don't have an alcohol problem, and I find out they have an alcohol problem, is also a, a, a huge, a huge deal breaker. And so i I look forward to hopefully living in a world where it's just another thing. It's 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 just something that we manage and deal with, like we deal with any other thing, whether it's in a relationship or in a larger scale kind of social, uh, uh, system. I want it to be just another thing. It's still a thing. It's always going to be a thing. There's never going to be a world where a person's, uh, 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 reproductive organs aren't a part of how they're going to live their life. That's inevitable.
0: What does that dating profile look like? Is it going to be, no, no, that (laughs) let's say hypothetically, I was a man who, with a penis functioning. And I was looking for a profile and I'm like, must not be alcoholic, i.e. also must have a functioning vagina, not a fabricated one. And it's just this idea. It's really simple. It's it's going to be, it's a scary world we're going into if we have to clarify some of these things that you, I don't know, for a long time we haven't had. We haven't had to clarify it though. But I think it's great that we have to clarify it. I think that the fact that we have to be
2: more specific with what we're looking for and what we're okay with and not okay with. Yeah. Is great. It's great for me, who's looking at other people's profiles, and I can see on her profile that she's like, "Hey, I don't like." Yeah, but let's say she says, "I don't like macho men." I can be like, "Hey, I'm not super macho. <laughs> That's me." She's talking. To. I yes. can. I, I can swipe right on this. Yes,
0: but if you say must have now, if I were to say, I'm not going to say you because I don't want to project that on you. For me, must have functioning vagina. Just word it differently. <laughs> just say how do i you just say i don't want to say must have vagina because i'm like no i want to function i want an original like have straight in your profile and if
2: somebody matches with you and is like hey uh i'm trans so i have maybe she has a vagina via bottom surgery or maybe she just doesn't she's like i'm trans you can then you have the you have the ability to say hey sorry that's
0: just not for me. Yes, but uh, you I wish could you the best. But, but the, that kind of shit can literally cancel your whole life. They, I mean, like these people, they, These people, I, I mean, uh, society in general, could grab this thing and be like, oh, you just assume that I'm not a woman. It's like, yeah, no, can I just not? That's
2: their problem. It's the same as yes, if someone in a bar. Yes, but they make it your problem when they try and destroy your life. But it has nothing to do with gender, though. Because it's the same thing as if someone, if a chick came to me at a bar and hit on me and I was like.
0: Yeah, no, I've you been there. You
2: know. <laughs> I've and been she's there. like, "Oh my god, he stuck his hand in my pants and some guy comes beat like yeah. it's the same crap." No, it's no, just it's not, not because
0: because me assuming somebody who has had a surgery is not technically a woman cuz I prefer a a original uh make and model and and I I don't want something that been custom built and it's
2: it's, it's the language <laughs> you use around it. It's it's not saying because my, that...
0: my, my intent is not to is not to hate. it's not to be dis, to, to be uh, rude crass or whatever. It's like, no, this is what I want in life. this and I want a future. I okay. want not just a future for me. I want a, a, a legacy. And I can't have that if if the moment I say is it original, I'm I'm being called a hater and a bigot, and it's like no, I just can't. I just have a preference, and there's not even that anymore. It's,
2: it's all about the language, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this full circle because it's getting late. I'm gonna pull this first circle to Jordan Peterson and his tweet about Elliot Page. Yeah, it's not about how he doesn't really like maybe the surgery that Elliot Page got, or he thinks it's a prideful thing to do it. It's about how he words it. For you to say, "Hey, I just want an original make and model. I want the original genitalia. I want an original vagina." Is someone could look at that and be like, wow, that's a gross way of saying it. If you were to say, hey, I'm not attracted to this. Because I did say it that way. if you're able to say, I'm trying to think of another way to word it.
0: If you're just able to say, I'm, I'm only
2: attracted to cis women. Like that's just my preference. Yeah. Some people may take umbrage with that they're yeah, insensitive but, or they're, they're overly sensitive and go fuck themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. But you, the
2: way in which you're saying it is perfectly valid and reasonable. And for Jordan Peterson, he could have said the doctor that did the surgery on Elliot page is a rat bastard for whatever reason yeah. it is that he did it. And so much be looking at that it is very different for him saying Ellen page and dead naming her yeah. or, you know, isn't pride the original or however he worded it. Pride was an original sin and Ellen page got the surgery from a criminal doctor Okay. He's being inflammatory with his language. So he's going to invite yeah so extra I, I, I would I would, agree, I would
1: agree. That post is crafted in a way that is okay. definitely, oh, yeah. what, definitely marketing. Marketing. looking for a fight.
0: Was it he's, a coincidence? I don't think it was. a, coincidence. For a fight. It oh, wasn't a coincidence. If
1: I'd have written that, I'd have been like, oh, I'm fucking somebody's day up here. This is going to be a okay. <laughs> Do you want my was conspiracy it? theory?
0: No, here's my. Can I get mine first? Please do. All right. So here's my conspiracy theory. Shortly after putting out that. Tweet, which I fucking hate. Twitter, and I've, I've said it a million times. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. And we, get, I was hoping we talk about that a little more. We could talk about it after, like, fifteen minutes. Not even. All right. So, the fact that he put out this tweet that yes, pride was a, the original sin. He could have stopped there. He could have been like, no. He's like, no, no. Let me just let me just amp this shit up and bring up a transgender celebrity and 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 just go a little further. Seem a little. It was a little petty didn't not a huge fan of it mostly because i don't, i was a fan of a fan of umbrella academy but it started doing a little too crazy for me and uh it just seemed like and then almost immediately upon that upon getting canceled from twitter he's like all right i'm teaming with daily wire yes and and i'm like <laughs> hey that is exactly from- the <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to bring up there's a there's a line here there's a line there where he's like yeah, there's some kind of connect where hey, let me just get canceled real quick to, to br- bring more attention for Daily Wire. It's like not only was I canceled, but here's Daily Wire. If if that attention.
1: if that is what the guy did, it definitely loses marks of respect on my part. Yeah,
0: yeah. and that's the thing. But I I don't, don't want to project
1: he, that on I mean, somebody unduly. But at the same good time, good marketing. It's like, that's dick d- move. It is yeah. a dick move. And I our whole is. thing is don't be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's an intelligent in terms of money move. But oh yeah. It
0: is certainly uh it, it poli- politically selling out. politically draws the crowd he wants ideologically it does play a little bit to the people some some of the people not all because yeah. obviously i saw it as a ploy you saw it as a ploy i don't know if you saw it as a ploy i did i'm like yeah. upon getting canceled going directly to daily wire i'm like oh shit that's yeah this is hand in and- glove it, yeah. I don't know.
1: I I know Daily Wire is super aggressive about looking for people to bring on their platform. Yes. I don't necessarily see... I don't necessarily think that this was something that was done on his part for... For that purpose, as much as I'm like, I can see them sitting like waiting like a shark in water, knowing that he was eventually going to do something,
2: mm. and no. then being with ready the timing. To up the timing, the show was like probably the, already recorded before that tweet went out.
0: Yeah, it, it was that a week did. off, man. Like it was a between him getting canceled and him signing on with date, like officially. Not, not signing no, not on. even they signing. They announced the show, announcing. That's right, because he would recorded. have already like said the show's already it. Happening. It was a week difference between the two. So yeah,
1: the show gotcha. was already. I Even see. Production. Okay. Well, yeah, that is pretty shitty, then. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Money, Here, here's shitty. what
0: I here's what I really wanted to say about Twitter because uh, we brought up. Okay, I fucking listened to the Jordan Peterson Joe Rogan thing, and the one thing I want to take away from that, we listened to the Jordan uh, the Joe Rogan experience Jordan Peterson episode for four fucking hours, and we didn't talk about it once. <laughs> and we didn't talk. That about was it once. our prep episode for this. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm gonna talk about it just a little bit. All right, so they talk about how horrible Twitter is uh, for um, for communicating because they say we should communicate exactly like we are right now. Mm-hmm. We are doing face to face, face to face, good faith discussions, mm-hmm. right? And how even text, though it started
1: dicey. I think we got to some interesting stuff. Oh yeah, we,
0: <laughs> and it and it got really good. I really i've I've enjoyed all of this. This is really great. Now here is the fucking thing about Twitter is they say oh it's such a horrible way to communicate. No, no, it is a very, very good way that many people are horrible at. (laughs) We're horrible at doing text, especially limited text. If you're going to limit what you were going to say, Twitter's a a bomb Mm -hmm. because you can't express yourself properly in a short amount of time. We were talking about this last week. And simultaneously, we're not great at writing. No. As, as a species. Not, oh, yeah. Nothing no, against terrible. we as individuals, but as a, a, a culture, we're horrible at writing. Mm-hmm. And now Jordan Peterson has come up with this really great uh, writing program called Essay. It's is it great? App. I've never used it. I've never used it. Then how from, do you know it's great? Because I've <laughs> done a little bit of reading on it, and it's quite good. Because it's, it's, the, uh, the idea of it is quite good. Because what it does is it allows you to... Imagine if you would write an essay and then you break it down sentence by sentence. Is this the best way to write this sentence? And then. Isn't that just what writing is? Yes, but most people don't take the time to do it. No, you do. You look at every single sentence, every single one. It's like, is this the best way? That's why I never get any shit done. I know. (laughs) <laughs> and this isn't a bash on you. It's a this. He's created an app for it, though. Nobody's created an app that looks at every single individual sentence and say, "Is this the right way to say what you're trying to say?" Yes. And it's quite good. Yeah. But People are horrible at that. They he, are. It took a like a a a philosopher psychologist with a team of people to come up with an app to do it. And he's like, "This is the best way to do it." And people are horrible at it. If they weren't horrible, this app would be meaningless. Heck, most writing would be, uh, most, most English classes would be meaningless. We're bad at it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I mean, Twitter, Twitter fucking sucks is what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
1: That was a really convoluted way to say is Twitter sucks. Yes.
2: While we're on the subject of that podcast, there was one point I wanted to make. And it was great because it happened in like the first two minutes of the bloody podcast. If
0: you mention climate change... <laughs> fucking <turning around. laughs> Sort of. Just I am kidding. going to use that word, but uh, I'm using it because I want to
2: draw a point of in reference to language again, not necessarily climate change. Okay. And it's something that it's weird. Cause I don't see Peterson do it super often, but he did it a lot in that podcast specifically. And I don't know why. So at the very beginning of the episode where he brought up how, climate is everything. Yeah. Or the, environment the, is everything. Yeah. Like the and word
1: the, encompasses so much data that it's, yeah. it's almost impossible to gain, gain anything meaningful of yeah. it. It's, it's without, very true. Without in, thinking about what that alters it, but that yeah. alters that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: But it shows, uh, <clears throat> he makes that statement and that statement I think kind of sucks because one of the things that he mentions in one of his books, I don't remember which book it is, is to speak precisely. Uh, it's be, in the first book yeah be precise and i love that like i, I genuinely love that because yeah. something that's why i keep using words like umbrage <laughs> partially because it forces me to try and think more carefully about what i'm saying
0: irregardless yeah
2: apropos <laughs> of nothing i love language language is I amazing hate
0: the word irregardless just makes me so angry it's not it's a double negative <laughs> it's a double yeah.
2: negative I just I, I love language and all that we can do with it. One of my favorite books of all time that my mother gave me a copy of years ago is A Triune Tale of Diminutive Swine. Oh. It's it's the it most wordy. It is the most wordy pedantic most stuck-up way of telling the story of three little pigs imaginable and I love it because it's just so creative. Someone took a thesaurus and was like, how can I fuck with this story as much as possible? It
0: sounds great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but he used words terribly at the beginning. Saying environment is everything and it climate is... is a...
0: how, how is what it What do wrong? you mean by
2: everything? Sort of. <laughs> An environment is everything within this space. A yes. climate is everything that affects well, the climate within this space.
0: It, that's what you
2: just... You... The it's... same could be said about psychology. Psychology is everything that goes on in our brains thought wise, not physical electrodes and whatnot wise. So his line of logic there applies to every broad field of science or everything anywhere. And I think it's garbage in the sense that because then he uses that as a way to discredit that field of study by saying, Oh, it's the study of everything. Therefore, if they're only studying parts of it, they're not studying it properly and their studies are invalid. He can't, it's, it's, it's silly.
0: It, I, I don't think he disregarded it. He says that it's not done. It's not fine-tuned enough. Now, now one of the things that I... I I'm going to defend him, and I hope you hear it the best faith way because... One way to find out. <laughs> um, you carry the uh, the heaviest cross that you can. Multiple times in his books, he talks about bearing your cross, taking the heaviest load possible. It's not just talking about... Um, it's not talking about literal faith and this, that, and the other... It's talking about bearing the heaviest burden possible. How much do you think this guy should carry? How Hugh much Peterson? How much? Uh, sorry. How can I re-read that? How How much should he carry? Like, how much information is he supposed to be an environmentalist? Is he mm. supposed to be a, a microbiologist? So I, I but, guess
1: to answer he, that question, to, an, to answer that question, I would say, in that space, he should probably be careful about what topics he brings up.
0: Yes, but then why if, should we talk about anything? Yeah. That no no. This is
1: sorry. I hear what you you're finish
0: saying
2: your bit and then I'll I'll jump in with yeah. my my magnanimous moment.
1: <laughs> just what you're saying, right? Because like if just be willing to be, we should just be willing to know that we fuck up our and we sometimes don't act entirely consistency within consistent yeah. within our values or consistent within what we say we want mm-hmm. to do and we we mess up. But I think it's it's a it's it's a Valid critique to say, you didn't follow your own rule here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, I, oh, just, oh, I just say yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's valid to, oh, to I, acknowledge. I will, I will concede you know, that.
1: And so, I mean, so if a guy is going to bring up in a very direct way environment and give his spin on it, then he should, at the very least, try to be more for spice.
2: So in an attempt to expand your audience and rope in as many different sub cultures as humanly possible i'm going to use a comic book quote or a movie quote i guess about a comic book from spider-man it's uncle ben's with great power comes great responsibility Yep. and i I agree wholeheartedly that jordan peterson is he has to acknowledge when he doesn't know something or has misspoken about something but when he does things like talking about the environment and climate change in the way in which he did as you just pointed out is that it's the burden of knowledge on one man is, is too much. We can't expect Jordan Peterson to know all these things about all these things. Yeah. I don't expect Jordan Peterson to know all these things. What I do expect of Jordan Peterson is to be knowledgeable enough to, when that conversation happens, know when to, to be humble, to add that little addendum of, I really don't know that much about environmentalism. I'm a psychologist and a writer, Yeah, but he doesn't quite the opposite. He speaks as he normally speaks, which is well, an incredibly authoritative way of speaking. And, when he's talking about psychology and sociology and these things, he has every right to speak authoritatively because he yeah. is an authoritative... But that's, okay. that's one of
1: the things I take umbrage with him about, yeah. okay. about when, when he speaks about theology because he's not a trained theologian. In fact, he's not even a card-carrying Christian. So even though he's bringing good color to his mm-hmm. interpretations and stuff like that, he is missing out on so much of the body of thought that is being put into it that he's speaking really authoritative about what this obviously is without even thinking about what is happening two chapters later that's hyperlinked to it changes about the story and we as a a little bitty group of three dudes in the middle of buttfuck nowhere
2: in british columbia have the wherewithal to acknowledge we don't know what we're talking about we're talking about it
0: but imagine if you would somebody like him Every single time he spoke, I'm going to mm-hmm. cut myself off the knees and then say, I don't know what I'm talking about. But since I have an opinion, I'm going to say it. Now, oh. every single time he said something, how much would somebody listen to him? If every single time he said, I don't know. I don't know. But if if you I wouldn't, was, you oh. wouldn't, I wouldn't. I would love to. Oh, my God. That is my dream come true is to have somebody in
2: a position of power, but who every time they speak about something, say I own like I want them but, to <laughs> quantify how little or much they know but about a thing.
0: He has done that in the past, where he says, "I don't know much about this, but from what I do know." And he has. He has done he that. Has, and you now have to dig for. How it. much yes, but how many times does a person have to do that before? What gives us any right to speak then? Because at that, at, at that standard, we should never speak. when he has four hours. I'm, but yeah. I'm talking about us Two here. Two sentences. I'm talking about us here. Yeah. Well, we have zero right to speak if we say, oh, well, we have no technical training, even though so we're very upfront <laughs> that we don't have any technical yeah, training. That's a, say... But
1: that's that's the thing, is we're very upfront about it. We know yeah. to quantify we, everything. But to, to say, say- We cut like... ourselves off to the knees and then go and be like, take take it as you will, baby. Yeah. yeah. And, that's true. And I think Rogan is- Rogan is super good at this because he knows it's like okay 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 now you're speaking about the thing that I'm an expert at and that's fighting yes now I can now I can say now I can say something authoritative because you're within my realm of thing beyond that he's like no I'm a fuckhead I'm super stoned right now like like,
0: (laughs) right Uh, even,
1: even with Rogan I wish he'd say things like that more often but I think it, at that a, point, it, he's like, he's almost like, he's like, isn't it obvious that I'm just yes. like, a, like a psychedelic hippie and now? With him, it is obvious. <laughs> yes. with Peterson, it's not.
2: And I, no. if I had one giant criticism to levy at him, not in the sense that it's a criticism of like, I don't like this, don't do this, this is bad. But a criticism in the sense that I wish he would do this because I could, I could so easily root for him so much more. If he could say all the things that he says, like I could dunk on so many things on Rogan's podcast, but if he just gave that caveat near the beginning of hey, this subject that I'm talking about, I'm not all that knowledgeable on, but these are my thoughts on it. Infinitely, everything that could be, that I could take issue with, that I could be upset about, I kind of just, all the wind is out of my sails now. Yeah. He's not cutting himself off of the knees, although he will inevitably lose some followers because he's no longer being because he's no longer the guru. Yeah, He's no longer the giga chad that they thought he was. Yeah. But, but man, I think that he would inspire so many more people to take his ideas more seriously yeah. and to really put more thought and introspective into what he's talking about. If he had the wherewithal and
0: I would say the,
2: the, the humbleness to to acknowledge where his limits are. Yeah, I think I think he, that would do amazing for him. Yeah, and he and he does do it in certain places. Like I remember watching an interview, an interview on his podcast with Stephen Fry. I think it was his, like yeah, Peterson's yeah, he, podcast. Yeah, yeah, he had
0: a one. With and Stephen multiple Fry. times
2: he acknowledged where his where the limits of his knowledge were within theology.
0: And this, I thought
1: that was great. This may be like a, like if you're listening to this, like this is this is a an axiomatic key to interpretation.
0: Axiomatic. That's a five dollar word. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But if you're listening to somebody talk on Jordan Peter, or sorry, on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, understand he's there shooting the shit with Rogan. They're probably drinking. <laughs> maybe they've had a couple tokes of weed. Yeah, and they're they're not on their necessarily most fine form. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I mean, like when you're when you're listening to somebody on Rogan's podcast. Don't get super upset about what they say. Then, <laughs> like,
0: then, then why should we be getting upset? Because it's literally Jordan Peterson. Be- because we shoot- just we just discovered the key. Yeah, because he's yeah. shooting the shit with Joe Rogan. I'm sorry, but I'm yeah. pro- I would not co- if g- having a conversation with Joe Rogan. Huh. I would yeah. not be cutting myself off the knees and be like, hey, man, I heard this thing. Yeah. I wouldn't so, be, so I, I wouldn't now be. Now we've, we've just discovered and we're sharing
1: our newly discovered knowledge with people is like, try not to take everything on that podcast super seriously. Mm-hmm. If you hear something interesting or something controversial that somebody says on there, be like, okay, I'm going to put a pin on that and I'm going to check out your stuff somewhere else. Do yourself the favor and do mm-hmm. that. And yeah. you're going to find yourself in a better place and probably oh, yeah. less angry and then, yes. this is or weird. more angry, yeah. but at least yeah. then you'll know. This is where some of my biases is, is
2: going to oh, rear its ugly head. Never wait, wait, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely unbiased in every <laughs> aspect of life um, in that I agree if Joe Rogan's podcast within a, within a nutshell, it's very clear to me at least that, yes, he is a dude smoking a joint and chatting with people, very interesting people yes. on his podcast. The problem is that he's gotten so big now that too many people who have yeah. too few brain cells no. together who yeah. are below the mental poverty line do take Joe Rogan's podcast as some sort of fountain of knowledge. And that's stupid. Yeah. And I wish that Joe Rogan would acknowledge that more, but that.
0: Okay. He here, is okay. a shit smoking weed. Okay. okay. It's clear Here's, for anyone to, it's the to, s- to see that some, some Joe Rogan listeners, I attribute the same level of conscientiousness as I do some Watchers of Rick and Morty, you ever watch Rick and Morty? I love Rick and Morty. Okay, would you admit that there's a certain level of high cognitive intelligence that creates that show? Like some of the oh, episodes yeah. are just highbrow. Oh yeah. Show. What was Pickle Rick is the perfect example. People say I'm Pickle Rick. Great episode. Like that's so, all you got
1: out of that? That's <laughs> Did all they all you not got. Watch the bit with the <laughs> therapist at the end. Like, Fucking crazy. right! <laughs> Like
0: Jesus! Like that's it's so what good.
1: It's so good at the end there, where they're like they're digging at each other about <laughs> On the
0: mm-hmm. highest brow. But all they, all they, all they'll take away Pick is, is Rick. pickle Rick. And I'm like, what the. F- Fuck is and that's and there's yeah. but there's always going to be those people, yeah. There's and and hack hack half the listeners are going to have to yeah. go watch that I mean, episode and be like, Did I miss something? I'm not saying
1: just... the podcast is totally bullshit. No, mm-hmm. the, the people there are legitimately themselves and they legitimately have qualifications and stuff like that, but just like if if you discover them via that medium just don't say like oh this is the Canon <laughs> yeah. of their high <laughs> like this is their bar okay. no it's not yeah, this don't, this
0: don't is... go to
2: Joe Rogan for medical advice go to Joe Rogan for entertainment I go there yeah. for
0: medical I've done great uh, with that being <laughs> uh, that just, it's a joke yeah, yeah um so with that being said could you imagine you're sitting down with Joe Rogan every time you spoke you had a caveat I'm not an expert But, and you just sat there and put on this fucking show the whole time, instead of having a conversation with one of the most interesting, influential people of our generation. Not our generation, but a generation.
1: So, I just, I just think, but if you're trying, like, when you're speaking with such authority, and I think this is just. He did that a few times. it's, it's "Eh." It's just an element of Peterson where he needs to be more conscientious of. Yeah. Right, Not, because he can, because he, he can cast that gravitas, but and that was, can that can suck you in so fast.
0: Because he was and sitting there speaking with a friend, to, like he was. Yeah,
1: to use myself as an example,
2: very uh, humbly, I might add, <laughs> when talking about. Trans issues and sex and gender and all these things. I have, I I feel obligated to add that caveat that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like I'm, I'm using knowledge garnered off of YouTube and podcasts and occasionally a book on Audible. Like that is the extent of my education. So you have to take everything I say with a grain of salt. Yeah. When I'm just talking about my thoughts on Jordan Peterson, even, you know, some of the nuances of his stuff, I don't feel the need to add that caveat. Yeah. But when I'm talking about something heftier with some real weight and with a lot of moving parts within it. And yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think that Joe or uh, Peterson could do with a lot more, not cutting himself off the knees, but even just at, at the just, beginning of chunks, like talking about environment. Or, or
1: even just creating the air of a touch more humility. Even, yeah. if, even if you don't specifically need to like explicitly say it all the time, it's just yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's just, it could be like softening the tone or just being more, yeah, Rogan asked him a
2: question about climate change, and be like, "I'm not a climate scientist, but what?" But I here think we go, and then it,
0: going. But, he, is but he he did do that, and he did actually say it's not a fair metrics. It's not a for fair way, way to measure. Like, look, okay, I'm old enough to remember when they said there would be no icebergs on by the year 2020. I think it's.
2: i How authoritatively he speaks that when I'm sitting here and trying to remember. Him giving those caveats or giving air that he is not a professional on it. When I listened to the podcast between yesterday afternoon and, and this afternoon, yeah, I can't remember it.
0: Yeah, there's like, so much.
2: If, well, yeah, partially because there is so much, but it also it's like if he's giving that air, he's doing a. There was a Poor couple points that
0: of he actually did that when he talked about 7 million kids dying due to... Yeah, they uh, fact-checked that one immediately. They, they did. They were like, oh, check that up And he's like, oh, I misspoke or misunderstood the... Yeah. But that's because they shit. called him on it. They did. Because they called him on it. If they now, had to stop they to they call didn't. him,
2: he would have just rolled with it.
0: Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, man, that's amazing. Seven, it's like... Yeah. But, but, but is it an insane amount of kids that die due to smoke particulates or oh, absolutely pollution? It's unbelievable. Is it more than than what we're seeing in a lot of areas? Yeah, it is. It is an unrealistic, unbelievable amount of people. Mm. So what he said was true, but not 100% true. The idea... (laughs)
2: I'm glad that someone was there. Like, I never thought I would cheer for Joe Rogan fact-checking someone. <laughs> I really I? did cheer for Joe Rogan fact-checking Al- him.
0: Always listen to Joe Rogan. That's, but they talk about that in the podcast. They talk mm. about when you speak with somebody, speak in good faith. And mm. even as a friend, he spoke with Jordan Peterson, who he disagreed with in some areas, with good faith. Oh, yeah. When you listen to Joe Rogan, assume he's actually so, taking the time. Can I throw a little dig at you? No. <laughs> yeah, of course you pelt. can. Because
1: when, when, <laughs> when we put that video on from Abigail Thorne, I don't feel
0: like you watched it in good faith. I had a hard time. I, I, I did my best. And he, she actually made some great points. The fact that I'm calling her she should be a slight indicator that I...
2: <laughs> or their outfit was on fleek.
0: <laughs> no she was on, yeah no it was pretentious <laughs> as fuck uh, it, <laughs> it was, it was so, super so is, pretentious so is jordan peterson doing his daily wire show in a five-piece suit that's just y- as no, pretentious. No, did, did you listen to why he does that no i don't care no he does it because if you're gonna pay to listen to him shouldn't he look like somebody you re- would you rather him if, wear if, a, if, like well, a, i mean a if you're in 35 sweater? minutes
2: watching a video on youtube i want it to look no. good Yes, you want him to
0: look good. You just said it look yeah, good. I want what Abigail Thorn to look interesting. That's yes. the same. That's the same thing yeah. she did. No, if
1: you're gonna she, watch her thing, don't it's you tit want tit for tat? Yeah, if you're gonna watch Abigail's thing, she's like, well, do you want me to I, to look like I just rolled out of bed, or do you want I me to look
0: crazy? I, okay, let's say it was anybody else, and it was just somebody, and they looked wearing nice clothes. Yeah, no. That was above board. That was not just looking good. That was. I think, I'm but gonna it's, Katie, go out it's of catering my way. to her audience. She is yeah. an audience. That, that yes. is definitely catering of to yes. the audience. Okay, nerds. now you now you've given a little bit to me. Admit yeah. that you've given a little me here. Oh, believe me, We're that was, like, uh, I, I, I was as fuck. the
1: most uncomfortable about that whole thing. Wasn't the transness. It was. It wasn't the critique of a guy the... I like. It, It was just the package. The entire,
0: like, room. Because, like, I'm sitting here
1: in a Megadeth shirt that I (laughs) literally (laughs) chopped the fucking sleeves off of. And admittedly, (laughs)
2: that is part of the reason I picked that video. I probably could have found other videos and other things that we could have talked about. But I sent that one because I'm like, this is a cool and nuanced idea. But it took this Packaged in a weird way.
0: Yeah. That'll make us uncomfortable. So... Like, the video's pretentious. I'm sorry, but yeah. in a lot of ways, the, like, the hey, content, my audience is the content. Smart I
1: found incredibly engaging. It could have been better, even though I disagreed with parts of it. I was like, okay, like it's like this is something that I can follow and I can, I I, I can debate it as it's going. Yeah, right. Like that. But the problem is there the was con- a
0: lot going on. There was. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not not. But that, again, that
1: was in the package. It's just—it was this, this. It's just the antithesis of blue collarness. I know, right? and that made <laughs> yeah. me so much more uncomfortable <laughs> than <laughs> anything that was said in it. Yes, <laughs> I'm just sitting here being like, I'm just squirming.
0: Those shoes
2: look uncomfortable. <laughs> that couch looks.
0: It mildly didn't Mildly stiff. It did. I'm sorry. The whole oh, this couch looks comfortable. You oh. can imagine things I'm doing with this couch. I'm like, yeah, fucking burning it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, that does not look comfortable. Feathers to me. in the
2: collar. I hate that. I
0: yeah. I hate that. I can't even grow my hair where it's t- if my hair starts touching my ears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I comb it back, and I'm like, I can't fucking do it. So. But at the same time, like she it's can memorable. have feathers like crawling up her neck, and I'm she like,
2: does a video on transhumanism, and her outfit for a lot of that is like this weird latex but it's a show right bodysuit yeah with like stuff protruding out. Of, like yeah it's a show and she's she's talking about transhumanism so she wears an outfit that looks like it's pulled straight out of Blade Runner
0: with that being said I'm not and gonna go out, out of my Runner's way Blade fucking awesome though yes just Blade Runner is both great both movies but I'm not they gonna aren't. go out of my way to watch one of her episodes it's gonna be like I, I don't feel like I don't connect but that's yeah. just me I, I didn't yeah. connect this one was probably great and uh, but it's uh, what but if in? but if what you, she's doing if you, doing is if you good, do
1: find yourself in another in another situation where you're encountered with it or where you do need to watch it for yeah. say a conversation just like yeah what, what is the what is the base attitude you're gonna bring to it yeah it's just like, just or listen keep, to keep it. keep in mind yeah
2: like it, it's kind of the inverse of what I do oh yeah I which, guess
1: you could turn it off and listen yeah. to headphones I, I
2: that, that do all the time
0: she did do a couple things that that' I don't know there was just slightly things that she did that were masculine and I am like, I can hear the masculine in the way that she did this one thing. I don't know. She's only been
2: transitioned publicly for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, But it was, it was such a subtle
0: thing. It was breathing the way she breathed in (laughs) with laughing. I'm like, that was masculine. I don't know what it was. It was just slight, but it was like, Oh, that's uh, interesting.
1: I still hear it. Whatever Abigail did though, is like, as far as her projection of, of herself though, I mean, it, it works like even though I don't like it <laughs> it works because like I'm, I'm sitting sure here like, and it's I'm som- like I'm somebody who like it is kind of a line in the sand that that I have in in how I engage with this sort of thing is I tr- like when it comes to trans people I'm like I'm sticking with I'm sticking with the birth pronouns. And I'm subconsciously, yeah, <laughs> keep we're subconscious. saying she. I do. I'm I'm breaking my rules unconsciously. Like she did a good job. <laughs> yeah. Like props. She puts a lot of effort into it. Yeah.
0: yeah and that's and that's a that's but, a bit of a flag like, for me. It, it, the fact that she she has to make so much effort. I'm like, if I were to be a chick, I wouldn't know where to start. We're gotten very good at it. Where if if I wanted to be a dude. It's not effort. It's, it's that's, there's zero effort for me where my wife has zero effort to put, to put in. To it's paycheck. one of the
1: biggest things. For I'm me just saying that, it's a mind fuck for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's for me. I look at it as, is how do we title this fucking thing? Uh,
2: I look at it as one of the greatest indicators of why, why I don't give a lot of weight to the idea that being trans is just a fad. For some people, it is in the same sense that Tickle Me Elmo was just a fad for some people. And for other people, they legitimately loved it. The the ratio is off there. But I look at the amount of work that she must put in to... Projecting herself as the way she wants to be projected every day. The amount of time that must go into her skincare, her hair, her clothes. She has to learn how to talk again. She has to learn how to walk, how to carry herself, how to breathe all over again. That is not what somebody does for a fad. That's what somebody yeah. does when they yeah. have absolute conviction of something. Yeah, no, well, not always no.
0: conviction, but but a a, a devotion. I'd, I'd give devotion. I wouldn't. I don't know about conviction. I don't know about conviction. I'll say I don't know about conviction, but a devotion, but to retrain who to say, I'm not this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm this thing, but you have to train yourself to not be that thing. Yeah. If you're not that thing, are you, you wouldn't have to train yourself not to be. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I guess to me, I, I look at that and I mean, it's honestly, it's admirable, but at the same time, respect like, the hustle, <laughs> right? Game respects game. I respect the hustle, but yeah, at the same time, like I look at it and be like, and it, 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 it It's just me, but I look at him and be like, it's kind of sad. And like, and I get it. I respect, I respect you, but I'm like, I wish he didn't have to do that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it'd be great. I wish any number of, of biological malady. I see somebody who, you know, topical reference, if you're listening, to this particular person i see somebody who has to go through dialysis because they have diabetes every day yeah that is something that is i, I wouldn't wish that on anybody it's, it's a hard thing that you have to deal with but they do it's something that is and in some people in some cases it's something you have to do to stay alive i mean f- for someone like me i look at uh the music I listen to, I have to, like, manage the kind of music I listen to because I've learned that certain kind of music just puts my brain in a place that isn't great. And I have to manage that to be the happier version of myself that I want to be. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's a more extreme example for her, but she has to put in that work to feel like she's the right person in, in the, that she's meant to be. For me, it comes easy to feel comfortable in my own skin as my own gender. It's just, it just kind of is. There's a couple of little like hiccup things where I, I look at some things that I used to feel I had to do to feel manly and now I realize are kind of silly. But it's, it's, it's minor little nitpickety things. Yeah. It boggles my mind that someone can feel so uncomfortable in their own body that they put in that much
3: yeah. work. And it yeah. is,
2: it is kind of, I, I feel sorry for them that they have to go through all that. But as you say, I, I, Game respects game. I, I can't help but respect somebody who puts in the effort to be the version of, like, I look at her and I look at someone like a Jordan Peterson who obviously puts so much time, effort, and and willpower into being the person that he wants to be, talking the way he wants to talk, projecting the, the line of work that he's in, the... Yeah. The fact that he has signed himself up to being a social punching bag for the rest of his waking life, and probably his
1: kids' life too, if he has kids.
0: He has two kids, and yeah. they're very. Uh, yeah one one yeah. one's become her own. And she's already been through hell. And yeah. You want to look at the, the other
1: is very very shy. Yeah. Away from the but, limelight. But, but,
0: but look at look into his daughter's life. She's been through hell. Yeah. She and is in hell. He
2: he has signed himself up for that. Abigail Thorne has signed herself up to a certain extent. She is going to be mocked for that this phase of her life for the rest of her life and she has to live with that and i with that being said
0: i th- i think we treated her fairly i think and so and yeah. we've been very cordial and polite and uh, look how long it's taken us to actually talk about as an individual uh her yeah. uh, him fucking i don't <laughs> right mind fuck uh, <laughs>
2: like i said it went in doubt. fucking when confusing in doubt, they them they th- it's polite i'm, I'm dude, being as dude polite is gender neutral
0: Yeah. No, well, apparently it's not, unless it is. Those people are being sticks in the mouth. Dude is gender neutral. uh, Abigail, we appreciate you. I appreciate your video, but at the same time, fucking... <laughs> you hurt my brain. Put on a pair of blue jeans.
1: <laughs>
0: can you just <laughs> smoke a cigarette? Something. Just, just put on a really tight <laughs> pair of jeans that so I don't know how to feel normally. But the, the shirt, the normal kind of, the normal kind of, don't know how to feel. That's right. <laughs> wow. I want to say that. oh, that's the funniest thing I can think of. It, Sorry, it, it's a
2: token thing, and I'm not like saying this on behalf of anybody. For me personally, I was really intrigued coming into this podcast, especially dealing with. Someone like Abigail Thorne and her being trans while talking about all this stuff. Yeah. I was intrigued to see how you guys were going to work around that. And I offer credit I, where credit is due. You really did, whether unconsciously or not, put in the effort to call her by her appropriate pronouns. Well, not, like, not intentionally. Not intentionally. But whether <laughs> intentionally or not. And complimenting her on the hustle. And I'd be like, that is... That is that is some good shit that is not generally
1: expected of blue collar folk from yeah. the far left. From, or I was, I, th- I thought you were going to say the blue collar folk from the far north. Cause <laughs> like, we, we are the, we, but and you, the you, north in Canada you, is the south in the States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: With that being said, there's a lot of people on the left that would just assume, okay, these guys are going to be biggest. They're going to be exactly. racist. Exactly. And I'm like, no, we're being as respectful and polite as we possibly can without, I don't the thing is, I don't want to phone in my lord. I don't want to say, I'm going to trade in everything. No, I'm trying to be respectful and kind. I don't agree with yeah. her. Yeah. In my, my, my In my
1: ideology, she doesn't fit, or Abigail doesn't fit. But, yeah. but as an, at an individual, the same time, I'm going to treat her with the respect. World.
0: I'm going to treat her the way that I want to be treated. And, and I, I hope that if she ever critiques the shit out of us, which I'm sure she got tons to do. <laughs>
2: she's got bigger fish to fry.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's got bigger fish to fry. And if she did, she'd just have a heyday with us.
2: I, I just felt like it was worth mentioning that it, you guys are functioning as good exemplars of being welcoming and inclusive oh.
0: and sticking to your blue collar. Now roots I just want to time. say the F word and just like be like, no, we need to... <laughs>
2: it's like, no, fuck this. We've got to make somebody angry. <laughs> like, eh, yeah. <laughs> we've done lots of things to make people angry. I'm sure they'll find, find uh,
0: ways. So I think, I think we've hit on every... Fucking thing, my brain. I got a pee. Yeah, it's, Anybody it's else time gotta to wrap pee? up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Everybody listening is
1: like, just fucking
0: end it. Uh, th- <laughs> th- put th- it th- out of its misery. Thank you, Will from the Will and Will and Dave Show. The will and Dave Show on YouTube. Uh, they're going to be putting up their podcast eventually soon, uh, and they're going to be plugging the shit out of us. Yeah, so I believe we, it. <laughs> and uh, we That's should we should we
2: we swore a lot less this time, so my dad will actually be a lot more amenable to the idea of plugging you guys on our show. <laughs> really, we we're really careful how much we swear not because we don't swear but because we're just trying to be careful to gain the algorithm
0: yeah the al- we don't give a fuck yeah.
2: and we make a joke about the fact that we get one swear word ever, like one hard swear word oh, every yeah. episode and so we, I try to either be really tactical or intentionally very stupid with See, it. Are you yeah. are you selfish with the swear word, or do you give it to your well, dad? I'm, I'm pretty selfish with it, okay. <laughs> and he knows it. I curse a lot more than he does, as a general rule, anyways. So yeah.
0: Oh, it, your your dad's. I remember him. He was very polite. He's mm-hmm. a very good he, guy. He
2: does curse. He just reserves it for special has, moments.
0: Has he listened to our show at all?
2: He did listen to the episode that I was on for sure. Oh, okay
0: i'm pretty sure he said what my mother would say it's like
2: you know, I <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't bring his mother into it but he was like Jesus. no my mother <laughs> oh, would
0: oh. not listen i i've told my mom do not listen unless i forward
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the movie uh in bruges by chance in
0: it's burge the, it's the um what's the guy's name colin farrell colin farrell yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yes i've seen it
2: yeah when when his boss harry comes on just cussing like a drunken sailor Jesus, yeah. he swears a lot. <laughs> that's basically my dad listening to this podcast. Do you guys not
0: swear? <laughs> oh, Can you find words, awesome. the There was, room, there was a great one where in that movie where he smashes the telephone <laughs> and then his wife's like, you're smashing an inanimate object. You're an inanimate object. You're a fucking inanimate object. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Okay, no. Wait, since, <laughs> since you wanted curse words, here you go. My favorite favorite fucking line from that movie. Is when he's sitting the, the the guy played by by Brendan Gleason is sitting across from Ray Fine's character and he's like, Harry, be real with you. I'm not being funny. You're a cunt. You'll always be a cunt. The <laughs> only thing that'll change is to become an even bigger cunt. Maybe have some more cunt fuck or cunt kids. And then he's like, What? <laughs> What would you say about my cunt fucking kids? <laughs> you retract that bit about my cunt fucking kids. <laughs> you retract a bit about your cunt fucking kids. <laughs> it's going overboard, mate. <laughs> I love it so
3: much. All so
2: right. How All have I never seen this movie? <laughs> it's, it it's, it's it's so a slow good.
0: roll. It's on the same line as uh, Snatch, uh, yep. Lock, oh, Stock, and Barrel. Uh, so... Have you seen uh, Seven Psychopaths? Or no, I haven't no. seen that either. Three Billboards Outside it's, Ebbing, it, Missouri. It, it's the same director. He's yeah, phenomenal. He's, he's great. This guy, the guy great. who directed Snatch. It's just. Okay. I know that one. Okay. It's like a. It's in the same mm-hmm. timeline lineage kind of thing. All right. So I got to piss my pants. <laughs> I just got to say uh, thank you, Will, for coming on. I really do appreciate thank it. Thank you it's so much a for a having me. It's, it's First recurring guest. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, God bless. Don't be addicted. Thank you from Kirk the Riffer-Wells at Liquid State Audio. He is the gu- guitarist, the producer, and the mixing engineer. Thank you from the Blue Collar Philosophers. God bless.